Hey, the podcast isn't big enough to, to not. not brand. It doesn't matter. It's like stresses me out to put like if I had to put this Corona extra into a fucking <laughs> what into what a pla a, a coffee cup a red solo cup. But I guess that would be advertising for them. It's just there's no way out of it. <laughs> there's no way. Did I forget how to? You know, party trick. Anything how do you, can be a bottle opener if you make I'm it one. At, I could open that bottle. I could open it with my keys. With before, any part. <laughs> before I any actually part of use that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, here. Cheers. Cheers. You know what that means? For the homies. When you, when you, the, after you cheers, the, when you, the dead homies. when you put it on, okay, I'll allow it. That makes sense then. What did you think it meant? You're trying to get laid that night. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Who told you that? Uh, I think I was in Spain. We were like, everybody cheers. And then I didn't put it on the ground because I was like 16 and then they were messing with you no and then he was like whoa whoa he pulled me to the side and then like and he that was the rule ever since i thought that was like i thought i dodged no. a bullet on that one nope i've never heard that but people have probably confused <laughs> <laughs> my goals <laughs> if, if anyone thinks making that. eye contact and putting your shot a glass lot of on the table yeah a lot of people only do it with hard alcohol but i'll like Cheers a wine glass with a stem what and everything drinking? and uh, coffee. Yeah, you just did it with coffee. We cheers the coffee. I also don't normally cheers coffee. <laughs> yeah. Super classy. I can't believe that that's not like worldwide known information. Well, it is, but the meaning is different behind it. I'm gonna change mine. It's for the dead homies from yeah. now from now on, for sure. Or else you'll just look like an asshole. Well, that's a super confusing predicament to be in. Like what a very like wildly different meanings. <laughs> the funny thing is, I never questioned it for like the last. 10 Have you years. seen chicks do it? A bunch. <laughs> and you just automatically assume. Well, if you're that out, they're at trying a, to get laid. If you're out at a bar getting wasted. And it's like, <laughs> if the shoe it's, fits, it's it's not like I was wrong. Like the <laughs> <laughs> so good. Knock the glass on the table and then knocking boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn, these girls. <laughs> so straightforward about it. <laughs> It's so good. I guess I guess if you think it's like a a confidence builder. Like I'll like I'm happy. I'm happy I learned that. So it's like ah, she's super into me then. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in the group has this one meaning behind it, and you learned one time. When you were 16 in Spain, that it meant that they're trying to get laid. Well, we know why the guys are at the bar. Yeah. 
like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is true. Like if girls just stop drinking like across the planet. Like if if girls just like stopped going out yeah. drinking. <clears throat> so would every fucking guy. Yeah. Like except those except those old timey like dive bars. Ex- yeah, except for the guys that go out to like play pool with their homies or like the guys that go drink and I don't know. But even like even that is like Yeah, it's qu- it's questionable. If all the girls A lot less people would go out drinking. I don't think I don't think girls understand how much they control society. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we wear the pants. We also birth the pants. <laughs> Just more pants. We also literally bear human life. But like that's like the argument for girls blaming the way guys <laughs> are. I'm like, "Listen, man. Get together and decide that you like that you are going to force people to go to libraries. Like all of a sudden that's hot." Yeah. Watch the bridges we build. <laughs> Within the fucking year. Dude, yeah. Or like, I I think one of the biggest realizations that I've had in the past little while is like, you have the power. Like, in your hands, you can decide, like, who you allow in your life and, like, what you want. And guys do, too. But at the same time, like, it's, it's, there's something about a woman that, that holds, like, they know what they have in their hands and that they they've they don't they don't stretch that or take advantage of it or use it in like a sleazy way, but they just take ownership and they're like, "Yep, I know what I want. I know what I deserve. I hold the power. I don't control the situation, but take it or leave it, kind of thing." Like, yeah, it, I, I think everybody has to do that. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you'll accidentally make friends with people that you like look up to and i guess i guess i'm wrong about that i don't know the words it it takes a lot of hard work to like chisel down a friend group or to like make sure the people around you kind of believe in the same things as you is that what you mean I guess, like, yeah, just holding the power to situations or, like, to, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, yeah, deciding who you have in your life, who you surround yourself with, what you do on a daily basis, that kind of thing. Like, that'll kind of, I don't know, dictate the way that, that things go, like, things are moving forward. And a lot of people will follow or like fall into your path I guess I should say and even like motivate themselves to be better like I guess it doesn't it could be man or woman once you kind of make those changes in your life then then I don't know where I'm going did you go did you go from a place where you didn't feel like that to feeling like that yeah like a year a year whatever the time frame I don't care the time frame but yeah what what going from a place where you're like you don't own your own life. Yeah. To then starting to own your own life. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it get stronger and stronger. Like that, th- it's built and maintained. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, mm-hmm. throw down the hammer. It's like, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what that process looked like for yourself? I think 
So I have been in school for a while. I've been in community college since I was in high school. And then kind of, you know, I got my associate's degree. I went to SDSU. I think getting an education. I'm in my last semester now, um, obviously, as you know, but for whoever listening. Yeah. Um, I mean, and honestly, I don't know. Yeah. So... Well, I'm in my last <laughs> semester of college. I'm, I'm, bachelor's degree. I'm hung up. You're invited to my uh, graduation party. I'm hung up on the, I was in college and high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. The jump start, Again, the leap yeah. start. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a really interesting experience. And uh, Did you have to go to high school and to a college? Yes, but my high school was like, it, it was homeschool program. So it was pretty uh, easy. Like, and it allowed me to be concurrently enrolled in high school and college. Concurrently. That was a dope word. It's it's the word. It's a good one. Yeah. Great word. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I obviously, as I'm like 15 and 16, like knowing me back then, you would, (laughs) your face says it all. You would probably never guess that I would be graduating from college, like, ever. Like, just probably wouldn't it be, my, like, the, the guess that the path my life was on. Um, so it was kind of a blessing in disguise uh, to be able to be concurrently enrolled. <laughs> and I signed up for community college classes while I was in high school, like towards the end of it. And I took a statistics class. Okay. Thank God I took statistics back then because for some reason I was gung-ho. I was like, you know, not even 18 yet in the co- community college classes. Like put in all the work, like studying for like two, three hours just to like pass this one statistics class. Math now for me, no, no bueno, no thanks. So I'm glad I finished it then, but that kind of gave me like a little bit of a grasp on like what I wanted for my future. I was like, I don't know what I'm in school for. I'm just going to do my, I actually didn't even talk to a counselor. You're like supposed to talk to a counselor, get all like your track like set up. And I just kind of kept picking classes from each section of the like class catalog. And then all of a sudden I had all my general eds done and I was like, well, I should probably pick business. It's the most broad, everybody needs to know business, like, you know, what? and then now all of a sudden I'm almost done. But I think going back to like realizing the power like is in your hands is like if you, if you grasp life and take it for what it's worth and like realize what is already yours, then the power is, is, it's just, it never left your hands or it's still in your hands. But I feel like if you don't and you're on this path where you're not like grabbing at every opportunity or doing things to like better yourself or educate yourself, then like, where is your power? Like what, you know, like what do like, and I I feel like so many people don't even realize that that's something that's lacking in their life, but then it might not give you the power to stand up for yourself to know your worth, to ask for that raise, you know, to to tell someone to fuck off when they need to fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there is a re- and And I think I'm getting, like, 
obviously I'm only 23, right? Like there's a lot of things that people go through as teenagers and early 20s and, you know, crazy shit. So I think in this last like six, six, seven months, I kind of went on this like fitness journey and then kind of like learned a lot of lessons within this last like six months and like what I want and it's like a it's a transitional period or has been a transitional period of like I want this and that's like my conscious mind knowing it and then my habits and my other things ingrained deep down that like will try to like kind of pull me back off and then I'll be like nah power's mine power's mine you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah I feel like I watched it happen now that you mention all this it, it's kind of pretty clear yeah something something switched in college and I, it's mm. and it's not what you learned in school that gave you all i i, I like the way you put it it's kind of like you noticed what's right in front of you mm -hmm. like you notice what you have right in front of you mm -hmm. all the things you can that you can control you're like i think tell me if i'm wrong but i think what school gave you is the sense of like oh shit i can do this mm -hmm. like i can do this whole life thing for yeah. a little bit like it, maybe it felt like life like ran over you for a while mm -hmm. like 15 16 like you said you you weren't you weren't likely to graduate uh call high school, you, you weren't likely to graduate high school like at all probably yeah so going from that maybe feeling like regret or a bit of sadness or just like still hateful of like all the shit that happened mm-hmm to then go into college and you're like, wait, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do this. I'm good at this. Yeah. Like, I'm smart enough, strong enough. Good. Like, I look how far I came already. Mm -hmm. I come too far to stop now. What's that thing you said not that long ago? I didn't come this far. To, to come this far? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. It was something like that. I didn't get this far to get this far. Yeah. Something. Well, I think that's, yeah. I think that's different things will give different people that strength. But, yeah. but what that thing that you're explaining it, it sounds like competence mm -hmm. and a sense of self. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh shit, I'm Coley and I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm good enough. Like people are proud of me. That was a weird, weird realization. Like for so long, it was like. I didn't feel that. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you're doing great. Hey, oh my gosh, you're in school and working full time. Damn, like you're hustling. And it's like all of a sudden it's this like thing that I don't know why there's a mental block between some people and like college might not be the answer, but some people in their dreams, you know, and maybe like maybe college for me wasn't my dream even, but it was like, I know this is good for me right in the moment. I don't know what my dreams are. I don't know what my goals are. I'm a little bit of a better idea now, but like, fuck, you got to start somewhere. Like, hey, this is giving me structure. This is giving me something to do when I get home. This give me entertainment. This give me, you know, critical thinking skills. Like, simple, really. And luckily, California has a pretty good, you know, program for, for getting through school. So I was lucky enough to get paid going through community college. And then get grants and all that through uh, my upper, uh, upper, well, undergraduate, but upper division or like, fuck. <laughs> Scratch that. 
upper um, division undergrad. No, 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 no. Through, I was lucky enough to get uh, grants and stuff through getting my bachelor's degree at SDSU, like in the in the last two years of studying. So the theory is, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I know I can see one thing that's good for me. So yep. I'll do that yep. and try to figure out what I want to do. But in the meantime, I'm going to do do the things that I can see that are good for me. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and each each phase of the community college and then like how it all panned out was pretty insane because each semester was like just a little bit of like of something telling me I was on the right path. Whether it was a class that I took, a professor that I had. Like things felt right? Things felt right. I was learning things that were beyond education. Like I remember in the beginning of of my studies, I was taking statistics and then I went into like English class and then, you know, I went into a women's studies class and this was all general education stuff. So my English professor, my first English professor, she was really passionate about like having us read things that had to do with like today, like articles, how technology is affecting teenagers, like random things that were like really entertaining. And then it was like, write about this. And it's like, okay, easy. I I would I just grew up in the first phase of like cell phones like of the iPhone. I'm so intrigued and I'm really intrigued about the people that are 10 years younger than me. Yeah. You know? So it's like just things like that or a public speaking class, learning techniques on like how to be confident or like how to like, you know, break down a presentation where it's like, you know, just three points and, you know, or, or multiple key points and then not like typing word for word so that you have to read off of it during a presentation. So you already took the public speaking class, took public speaking class, loved that professor. So I was awesome. I remember you mentioning the physiological changes in your body that you can make through your, your physical, movements. your like what you actually do with yep. your body. Yep. But go to the bathroom before you give a speech and just freak out in there for a minute. Like get real big, move your arms around like or don't do it in the bathroom. But people might think you're a freak. Did you <laughs> ever? I mean, I, I guess you never saw this because it came. I saw it so long ago. High dive. There was a diving board like 30 mm-hmm. feet, 60 feet or something. And they did a study and they had a group of people go up one by one and had one group sit in a ball near the edge for like 30 seconds or a Mm -hmm. minute and then get up and and ask them to go and almost all of them didn't go if not all of them and then they had the next group where they start they had their arms over their head for Mm -hmm. for 30 seconds or a minute right and then a high percentage of that group jumped off and it's like that i've used that in contests Mm -hmm. for a long time uh, like all the things that you were saying, where you, you know, shake, shake mm-hmm. your arms and your fingers and your toes, hold your hands over your head, get, get big, tell yourself like tough things, yeah. you know, kind of you, you, I don't know if you trick, uh, you can trick yourself into being confident, but that's like, that's what the, you're, it is. You're psyching your, your mind, your nervous system out. So maybe like, you know, that you're nervous but like your body only knows what you're what you tell it. 
So if you're like getting big, getting like excited, moving around, like yeah, you might know that there was a lot that prepared into this contest. Your like your cog, your brain knows, but your nervous system can be tripped out a little bit or tripped up. But you get you get less nervous. Get, yeah, yeah. Through through doing, through doing that, that stuff. Yeah. How did you do in that? I'm I'm super interested in public speaking right now because I feel like I'm not great at it yeah well you are i think you are but so i want to hear what it was like what it was like for you to experience being in front of that many people talking yeah it was like a class of 30 and honestly we had everything between like between one minute speeches to like the final which i'm pretty sure was like more than five minutes and the progress through that class that i saw it like changed me as a person and I don't know if you remember, but through, I remember having a conversation with you because through like my teens, I lost a lot of confidence and like lost like who, kind of who I was or who I presented myself to be. Like even sometimes the most confident people, you don't even really know if they're that happy with themselves. They just like carry themselves in a way that like, you don't ask or like you know like maybe if you looked a little deeper you'd realize that they just carry themselves well but they're actually a mess and and being within your age group when you're young it's so hard to see through it yeah like yeah. a 16 year old looking at mm -hmm. a 16 year old like you're not gonna call the bluff yeah yeah like you're not you're just not like yeah. you looking at yourself now back then you could probably be like fuck you know, like that was it how might I be felt. it might be obvious to you now. That was how I felt going through this class though. Okay. Well like, explain that. Just kind of realizing that I could like that it's like the outer me, like yeah, of course the inner stuff is important, which maybe I realized later. But the outer me could present myself in whatever way to display confidence. And like yeah, you might be freaking out on the inside and you might feel like you you botched a speech or a presentation and that's only you knowing on the inside how you felt, but how you portray yourself or like as long as like you can't hear it in your voice or see it on you, then people are going to be like, damn, you killed that. And you're like, I was scared as shit the whole time. Like I had butterflies, but like no one, you know, like you just, you killed it because you stuck to, you understood the assignment. Damn. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think most, I think most people get afraid by the same things. So if you see someone who's good mm -hmm. at something, I, I, I think it's fair to assume that they have a he healthy relationship with fear. Yeah. More so than. Skydiving too. More so than just like, they're, they're this. Out, this creature that you can't be because you feel emotion and and think skydiving is yeah. a great example yeah skydiving is a great example because you're supposed to be you're supposed to be afraid mm -hmm. like we don't like the people who aren't afraid mm -hmm. when they're not safe you know skydiving is a pretty good one of the only things that's like you look around you go, okay who who's really taking account of mm -hmm. what's going on like who's doing this while afraid that's mm -hmm. a pretty good sign of like a safe person yeah well and like if you think Just about the, the level of of fear 
or I guess the the effects that fear have on yourself. So like if you look in the airplane, right? And you know, towards the the front of the airplane, it's tandems. And and they're freaking spewing with fear and excitement, but mostly fear. And you can see it on their face and they're like trembling and like, you know, like they don't even know where to sit, where to like you could you could just like I don't know, fool them really easy or whatever, you know, like you're just looking back and they're like exploding. You right? get they they're like you get people that grab on your arm yeah. like like you're their fucking mom. Yeah. They're like, like hey, am I gonna am I like yeah. are we okay right and if now? You, if you make a weird like no, we're not like or like a joke or like they will fall for that shit. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Let the bodies. Yeah. And then next up, you have AFF. You have people. Yeah, doing the, the line in the plane. free fall. Yeah, which is the school for like learning your first jumps. Yeah, and they're probably just as scared. Maybe more. Maybe more scared of the tandems, but they've done this thing in their mind to control that fear and manipulate that fear into saving their own life, into doing the job that they were put, that they put themselves in that airplane to do, or for, you know, put themselves out of the airplane to do, whatever. Then next up, you've got, like, the the coach students. They're, like, they already went through the AFF. They're probably just as scared. To, like, how many jumps? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows if you ever stop getting... Yeah, I know. I know even after a couple of years. And it's new fear. Yeah, after a couple of years, I think I'm more scared. I've been more scared my the later end than... Yeah. The yeah. Beginning. But same with skateboarding. Doing, like, yeah, same with skateboarding, huh? But also, I think that... I think highly, I think highly anxious people can handle fear... Can, highly anxious people can higher handle high higher fear levels than everyone else and that might sound obvious but i'll explain i'll explain it better mm-hmm. maybe anxious people are like a bit scared all the time so they're used to going into places that they're not comfortable right like if going in public mm-hmm. is hard for you if social interactions are hard for you and you feel fear you know, you're a little bit more used to that. And then once you do something that's actually scary, like skydiving, then that way of thinking where you where you analyze everything top to bottom actually fits. Mm-hmm. It's actually like, oh, now I'm in an environment where like I'm supposed to sweat the little things. Like like if I if I sweat the little things, I actually have a better chance of survival. Like mm-hmm. this is going to make my life better. Where in normal life, you sweat the little things you'll ruin your own life yeah like you have to get you have to stay out of your own way there's a healthy balance yeah yeah sweating sweating the little things or letting it go yeah but staying there was this book called uh, written by an astronaut that was like an astronaut's guide to life on earth Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things he said he said sweat the small stuff and i was like thank fucking god like I just have to use it somewhere it belongs. Like mm-hmm. stop putting it in like the fucking checkout line at Trader Joe's. <laughs> you can put it into your three ring system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put it into like your most yeah. important dangerous things. Just take that way of thinking. 
you throw it somewhere it belongs and it's yeah. like yeah you can still be afraid all the time but like <laughs> just be in the right environment <laughs> exactly trader joe's is not the orange chicken is not gonna hurt you <laughs> man yeah you yeah. called me or texted me you're like i learned how to skydive today yep i just told that story today really yeah what made you think of it uh we had a a tandem come out and for like one of our promotions and i was talking to her after and the bachelorette she, yes yep katie the bachelorette and I was talking to her afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, like, let us know if you're if you're looking to get licensed." And and um, and then I kind of just was like, "Yeah, I mean," and she was like, "I want to try it out and like see how I like it and whatever." Which was today. Which was today. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, I was 18, like, and I came down here on my birthday, and like, I kind of felt nauseous after that first jump, and then like six months later, I just like my and I, I said, of course, like my brother got me into it, and so I was dreaming about it before I was 18, and then I came down here, I did the tandem, and then uh, and then about six months later, he was out of town, and I just like buckled up, came down to AFF and texted him that it was done, and you were like, what? Like, <laughs> you did? Okay, cool. Like I wanted to be there. Uh, like, but I think that was huge in you knowing that I wanted to do it. That was the most important thing. Like me. you, you bugged me a little bit about it. And now I understand being on the other side. Like you could bug somebody, but also like, I'm not going to bother you to go risk your life or, or give your life, you know, in a sense to something that like, if you don't want it. So I'm sure that was probably cool for you to get that, like, phone call, like, just went down there, did it? <laughs> well, like, for instance, how many people do you know that have started skydiving from your regular life? Yeah. Yeah. No one. <laughs> yeah. So the no. o and the odds that it was you was so low, even, yeah. like... Like the odds that I grab you out of yeah. out of everyone. Like I'm friends with people who do like insane shit all yeah. the time. Like some of the like most talented skateboarders, and you know we're big. They're good at being on a big stage. FMX guys. Like these people know what's going on, and they like they're into that stuff. And like I get the text from you. That's like <laughs> hey, yeah, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I like. I learned basically through your actions. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't, I would never push anyone into the sport because yeah. it's like, it's dangerous enough where it's like. Yeah. You made that decision. Like, you have to. to. You have to make it. it every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you're in. Then you're like all, then you were like all in. Yeah. Worked at the drop zone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Couple. You haven't been in the sky for a while. No, a little closer to the mic. Uh, I didn't. I haven't jumped since COVID. Good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I haven't jumped. I haven't jumped since since COVID, COVID started. Yeah, before that, maybe October of the year before. Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's two years. Can I drop this mic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like two years. That's yeah. Long enough. Do you miss it? 
Uh, so I watched a video just the other day of, of exit of an exit. And I was like, wow. Like I know what it's like. Like My body went into like skydive mode. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's the coolest shit ever. I think skydiving's, I think skydiving's great, but you know how you're like, you're in school and you have a job and mm-hmm. you're like doing things yep. for your life and and skydiving. It causes me to jump like once a month, once every couple months sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? So it, it puts you a little bit on the side. And when you are jumping, like there's still things that you have to keep track of. Mm-hmm. So I went like three and a half years um, and I didn't keep track of anything else. So this is my, this time has been like my way of, getting my life back put together Mm -hmm. from yeah you know it's like i don't want to say i had a problem but yeah i probably did yeah you know it's all i did i could go i was the most obsessed person that you've that you've ever seen and i remember you having a conversation with me like you know it's beautiful to be able to forget about things like when you get out of that airplane the whole world like stops and it's so true but also there's a healthy balance like between like the whole world stopping and like escaping from the whole world you know like if you go to the drop zone and you've got a fuck ton of stuff going on that you're putting on the back burner and not facing head on and just getting out of the airplane to forget about it. It's, it's like doing drugs to get away. Yeah, you it's know? like the, it difference, the difference between the world stopping and you go, whoa, like this sport's all, or like you trying to stop the world. Yeah. And like, huge. I definitely, huge. I definitely tried to stop the world for a while. It mm-hmm. worked. It worked great. Yeah. It's just like, I've, like I've had some specific goals for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like since we, since we moved here, like yeah. I had very specific goals for the last like 10 years and they went away for a little bit. Yeah. And then like I lost uh, everything that I like, knew about myself. Yeah. So which to- must have been odd too, having like super specific goals and knowing where you thought you were going to be by a certain age or a certain point. And of course, like, you know, when you're so young, like 10 years ago for you, mm-hmm. 14, mm-hmm. almost 15, like at that point, it could have seemed like things were like just flowing into your life and this was the path. 100%. And, you know, I'm just getting, getting, getting. Like, yeah, I thought I'd be retired by now. Yeah. And, you know, obviously some stuff like came up, some stuff with our family, like there was a lot of shit that like through that like a big old curveball like nope you know not not happening pretty much and then like thinking that you still are like on that path or like headed towards those goals and then realizing however many years later that would be eight years later you know two years ago yeah and being like wait hold up like none of this is coming to fruition i gotta step up my shit and like maybe letting it like eat you for a little bit and then being like, all right, let's let's take back the power. It's almost like the opposite of 
what most people go through. Like I had to let go of the life I built a little bit. Yeah. To go back to the, the, the one. life you built when you were like, like from the age of four to 14. Yeah. That one was still there. Yeah. Like I, I, I meant what, what I meant though was like after I turned 18, like I built a new life for myself mm-hmm. and I, like that's the one that like I really had to let that life go. Mm-hmm. The one I enjoyed it. I built it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. But I knew I had like that uh, that life that I really built waiting for me that I wasn't tending to. Mm-hmm. And two years isn't a long time. No, not at all. Two years is a long time when you have to talk about like how current you are skydiving. Like, yeah, two years yeah. is a while. But two years like to get back settled into like a better life path. No, that's like no. Th- that's like. It's like a current, uh, the equivalent of like a couple of months. Yeah, in a know? lifetime. Yeah, it doesn't. It goes by so fast, and the changes are. It's so hard to become someone. Like when you try to accomplish things, like you have to become the person that can accomplish them. Mm-hmm. You don't just like go. Sh- you don't just go accomplish it. Mm-hmm. You gotta like become the person that does accomplish those yeah. things, right? And two years isn't a long time no. to become someone who can accomplish great things. Yeah. Like it's really not. You're, bar- you're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Right? I think that was one of my biggest realizations in, like, this kind of, like, health and fitness journey was, like, who, like, who do you want to be? Like, wake up and be that person every single day like if i had this then i would be doing this well if if what you had maybe you don't have it yet like if it doesn't require for you to have these things to be doing the things that you say you'd be doing if you had it does that make sense yes if i had a million dollars and a mansion and an exercise room i would work out every day you don't have a million dollars. You don't have a mansion. You don't have an exercise room. Get your ass to the fucking gym. Yeah, because you can work out every day still. You know? Or, like, you know, whatever you want to say. Like, whatever it might be. But you have to show up as that person. Because how else are you going to get it? You just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I did it. Like, what did you... What work did you put in? You know what? What did you do? You know what clicked? I was in the kitchen the other day here and uh something that clicked with like money habits with with people that have more money have better money habits Mm -hmm. obviously but it clicked because i was eating i was making like a really healthy meal Mm -hmm. in the in the kitchen and i was like i'm in shape i'm healthy and i'm making a fucking healthy meal right now and drinking water Mm -hmm. i don't have to do that to to be this fit or look the way I do or whatever. But it made me realize that sometimes people like the out of shape ones would see someone doing that and be like, you're already in shape. Why don't you have a ice cream bar? It's like, no, 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 no. I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is just what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I eat healthy. I work out. I drink water. I take care of myself. Yeah. How the fuck you think I got here? And I was like, oh, money habits. I was like, if you're not like, that's what made sense of the quote. Like, if you don't save when you're broke, you're not going to save when you Mm -hmm. have money. Yeah. It's like you'd ask someone with an infinite amount of money why they still treat their dollars with respect. It's like, how do you think I got here? Yeah. It's like, because I respected it always. Yeah. 
that's one thing that dad has talked to me a lot about. Um, his wife, Janice, mm-hmm. has been awesome. Like 10% for her whole life. Impressive. Since she was 19, yeah. since she had minimum wage jobs, went through college. Now she does the, the, the design for, you know, the architectural design for airports. Like interior and design. Interior all design. All over the yeah. world. Yeah, all over the world. Still the same money habits. Dad makes fun of her. He's like, when are you going to spend it? She puts 10% away. She still goes and bargains. But she's in her 60s. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like that the habits... Well, once, I mean, you're that far into a habit, you ain't going to stop. But guess what? If it was the opposite, she'd still be broke. Like, no matter how much. It's like the same people who, like, you know, all of a sudden they make a bunch of money. And what, like, you're going to start going and buying the flashy things. and do No, like, living the exact same because that's how they got there. New money, old habits. New money, old habits. Man, imagine if you could land into a fit body. Just the same. How many people would learn? Uh, they would just fuck their body again. Exactly. How they many, would just like, st- like. How many people would learn like fitness habits? If you could win a fitness to lottery. it? Yeah. If, no. If someone got like. Because I feel like you learn money habits through going broke over and over. Yeah, probably. Unless your parents are. Or like unless unless it was ingrained in your head. You know, from the time that you were a kid. Of like how to save and what you're supposed to do with your money. Or like, yeah, like little things that you could probably do like chores. Okay, we're going to put like, you know, a little bit from your chore into the piggy bank. And then by the end of the year, you're going to have $100 or what, you know, whatever to a kid is like, whoa. And then they're like, oh, this is easy. You know what actually has been bothering me lately a lot? Hmm. I did. I've done damage to my body. Like, I've done actual damage mm-hmm. with, like, shitty food, mm-hmm. probably vaping, mm-hmm. and, like, just shit for my body and blood and lungs. I'm like, yeah, wow, you can't undo that with a cup of fucking lemon water. Yeah. Like, it's going to take... Have you ever felt like not even drinking the lemon water? <laughs> like, why would I drink tea? It's fucked already. No. <laughs> No, because I don't look at it like I can. I don't think I can undo any. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm managing the damage done by yeah. the food. Yeah. Because like, we ate processed shit our whole life, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell? Like I'm built by fucking ingredients I can't pronounce. Like, Top this ramen, baby. This isn't how. This isn't how our ancestors did it. Like, yeah. Why do you think dementia happens like so often in yeah. our fucking? yeah culture it's because like what we eat and we don't sleep and everybody's dehydrated i'm like yeah this is a really big deal <laughs> Y'all, wake up yeah i've thought about that too i used to be uh i used to have my gymnastics practices the four hour five days a week gymnastics practice fueled by mcchickens spicy mcchicken and french fries baby and ketchup right you put ketchup I on put, them. i put ketchup on the spicy mcchickens Never got I would probably that. still eat that like today. Every once in if a while. If I wasn't on a cleanse, I would probably eat that right now. <laughs> I go to McDonald's still. I have not eaten McDonald's in like two years. Just a breakfast. Besides, okay, I lied. 
Right after you said the breakfast, I've had I had a McGriddle recently too. Yeah, they're so good. But I craved the French fries like probably a month ago. And I just stopped for French fries. I guess those are like the worst things for you. They're on the so planet. good. They're literally like. I do like the In and Out fries more. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it out loud. The In and Out fries tasted like. Tastes like. Um, Gotta eat them hot. Gotta eat them right cardboard. away. Cardboard. Gotta eat them like right away. Cardboard. The cardboard shows up as soon as they're not piping hot. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't into fitness. Like at, like. Eight months ago, you weren't into fitness. No. Only fitness I was into is getting bicep curls with beer. <laughs> um. No. I wasn't, and I kind of had the foundation. From gym. Through gymnastics. Four and hours then a day, five days a week. Five we'll, days a we'll week. Level seven by the time I was like freaking, seven I don't out, know. Out of ten. Out of ten. By the time I was, I don't know, right before we moved here. Ten or eleven. That's good. That's good. Which I think is why the fitness journey has been so awesome too, because I get instant gratification, because the muscles never went away. I'm just built like a stocky little gremlin. But um, yeah, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> yeah, Stocky little gremlin. Yeah, I actually uh, we partnered up with a girl who uh, does fitness. Her name is Caitlin. What's up, Caitlin? We is in Scott of San Diego. Scott of San Diego, and she started jumping, and I was basically like her main point of contact. And since I was, like, pretty helpful with her, she invited me to come, like, start working out at her, like, small girls workout groups. So, Which like, is hell kind yeah. of a private thing. Super private. Like, it, is it a gym where she was an independent contractor at the gym? She paid them rent, like, every month and just could use the facilities. That's how the whole gym is, is set up, self-made. Yeah. yeah. And, um... So there would either be between like just me and one other girl or me and two other girls, depending on whoever signed up for for that night that week. But it was like a couple nights, a few nights a week. And I kind of like faded in like I kind of just like would go and then like man, sore or whatever. And then like the next week I would go a couple of times and then started going enough, hanging out with her like on the side. And then she kind of just started inviting me to work out with her. And and those were the really fun ones because, first of all, she lifts pretty heavy. And she guided me to where if I went to the gym by myself, I don't think I would have realized, like, the strength that I had. And, like, her guidance gave me, like, oh, okay, like, you could add another, you know, some more weight to to whatever exercise or like me being like nah it's heavy and she's like shut up you can do it you know <laughs> and I'm like okay cool like as long as I'm not gonna get injured I will push myself to the limits you know and that's just what I did and and we started becoming like super good friends I was working out with her like yeah like three times a week and I remember her saying to me like we're going to get you to a point where, like, you're working out more days than you're resting. And I was like, ha, yeah, right. Like, I just couldn't see that for myself, you know. And then I started getting to a point where, And almost like, you saw it as, like, a maybe a, a bad thing still. 
Like you saw it as like uh, the everyday. The, like, it was like it, it, it hadn't flipped to where it was giving me energy yet. Ah. Like, you know, when you start working out, it drains all your energy. You're super sore. You're walking around like in just a constant like state of pain. And then the last thing you want to do is get back to the gym. Like, you know, and and then it, it kind of switched. And I started seeing some like people started noticing that I was working out. And I started to see results. And I don't even know, like, I don't even know, like, feel better yet. Like, I just, because I wasn't following a meal plan. I was still living exactly how I was, kind of partying, like, eating, like, whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. Like, I remember she's like, yeah, really? I saw in your story you ate pizza. Like, where's that meal plan I wrote for you? Because she did everything for me. Like, took my measurements, gave me a meal plan, and I just never fucked with the meal plan. <laughs> like, yeah. until, like. Till she moved randomly. Like, she moved back on December, like, in the beginning of December. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start, you know, and it's focusing. Febu- and it's, it's February, February I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start so focusing on months. this meal plan. Only two months. And then, uh, then I started, like, getting really into the hustle. And now I'm five days a week, two days off, if I can convince myself to do two days off. And it's crazy because it almost took... It was like it, it all happened kind of in the perfect timing where she got me into it. I started to I learned the workouts. So now I'm confident that I won't hurt myself. I, I feel like I can go to the gym without a plan and then just make myself a plan. And. And then, you know, she left and I was like, wait, I miss her. Let's do the meal plan. Like, <laughs> 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 and then I'm like, OK, like I. I wish that she still lived here because we'd be hustling together. That would be awesome. But, you know, um, I think wh- what was the start of this? No idea. But imagine that like so So you said co- confidence, injuries and uh, the workouts giving you energy like those those three things like how how do we help m- more people like what was your path like from not knowing how to work out without hurting yourself to knowing your limits to knowing what your form is to knowing how much you can work out in a week i think my path to that was like i don't know deciding to get to the gym and then realizing that I'm stronger than I thought I was. What made you realize that? I think just picking up a weight and realizing like I can do 10 of these or I can do 15 of these, you know, at like a pretty heavy or like my back hurts, but that's cause I haven't worked my lower back in a while. And like, I'm still going to push through so that I can get it stronger or like, you know what I mean? Like, so if you don't have, if you don't have a trainer, right? Because like Caitlin's a, a good friend and you're very, we're very lucky to be in the circles that we're in. Cause we're like athletic, you're skydiving, you, mm-hmm. you hired Caitlin basically, you know, to, to help Scott of San Diego grow, you know, and then you became friends with her. So she was helping you. If mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't have a contact like that, what do you think a good step is to get into the gym to give you to give you that confidence of like 
first how to do things right and how to know you're not hurting yourself. And then you have a platform to like, as long as you stay disciplined, you'll realize that you, you're actually healthier and gaining more energy by doing it every day. And You know, mm-hmm. these things like, how do you, how do you learn that without specifically having a trainer? Cause you have it. Cause you had a trainer mm-hmm. and I have a trainer. Yeah. So it's like, I would say, you know, how earlier you said to me when I was talking about filming reels uh, or like TikToks for working out, you like whatever, whatever you need to do to get started, whatever you need to do to like take that leap. So whether that's I follow, I just followed a guy the other day on Instagram that just breaks down workouts and like he'll start off the reels like that he posts by being like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> don't go so deep because you know like talking about a uh you know like a deadlift mm-hmm. and he's like as soon as you get past a certain point where like you perk your butt out and you put your arms down like as soon as you get that curve in your back you're going too far and then on your way back up you're using your lower back you're going to injure yourself go to where your back's not curving your butt's just out. he's breaking down the workouts he's breaking them down if you really want to go to the gym and you can absolutely, there's no possible chance that you could get somebody, which leads me to my next uh, suggestion, watch tutorials and like, like look into like exercise advice weightlifting advice and habits that you should build stuff like that because I still have things ingrained in my head sometimes I don't even notice until I'm filming myself slow the fuck down you're you're really rushing through that workout right now you know or like you know really feel it all the way through and on your way back it's still a workout or whatever you know whatever it might be second suggestion would be save up Get a trusted personal trainer for one to two months. Do five to ten sessions with this person and your whole world will open up. Then you'll feel confident in going to the gym and like you have a playground rather than like you are at a loss. Like you don't know where to start there. Yeah. So you get a personal trainer for 65 bucks. A session. A trusted one. Definitely a trusted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 10, you know, you get 10 sessions and you go from, instead of looking for results from those 10 sessions, you look for an education. Yep. Because you invested your time, you Mm -hmm. invested your money. Yeah. And now you have an education. And and also something that, that I would, I would highly, highly recommend. Just like you said, you have habits built in you film your workouts mm-hmm. for so many reasons film them for so many reasons form yeah 100 percent. also uh, imagine later you can look back and you can see the progress that you've made on days that you don't want to keep going it's like i've already come this far you have those things to look back on yeah Even, i have some from october it's really sick to look back does at. it give you that yeah you can, you can see the difference. Even 100%. when it feels like you're not making any progress, yeah. you really, and you it's really, not about, really are. Yeah, it's not about the size of the muscles or the slimness or like whatever you want to call it. It's just like, damn, I've been in the gym for. Yeah. You know, like, okay. 
about a hand's worth of months. Yeah, a little and, more, hand and a half, a little more. Like that's big. That's big. I was grinding in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're almost, it's almost back summer to summer. So those those are two really good reasons. I filmed sorry. Go go go. I filmed some of my workouts like one one I filmed and I was in a plank and I didn't realize my feet were like just totally pigeon-toed inward and like my hips were wobbling all over and I filmed it to put on my story but I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very strong in my abdomen. <laughs> uh-uh. But yeah, like big, super big for form. Super big for form. And also the, the the final one that I've just learned recently from documenting like a lot of my life. Um, you want to just do a little better because you know you're going to have to sit through yourself watching it. Yeah. And just knowing that you're like, fuck. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to think. I know the truth. I know I can do it better. I know I'm stronger than I'm acting like. And I'm going to have to watch myself fail at something that I could, I could succeed at. So mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in, in filming your things, in filming your things for form, for yeah. technique, for passion, for. Yeah. And think about like, if you love Let's say you love going to the gym, but you can't go 24-7. Your, your body will fall apart. Having a bunch of footage and pictures and stuff of you doing your workouts, maybe mm-hmm. you have moments of you talking with a friend. Like You can watch that while you eat dinner and remember why it's important that you want to mm-hmm. go to bed early. Remember why to drink the water. Remember, yeah. So you're like, wow, oh, fuck, I do love it. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It's gone for right now. But like if I can watch this, I'm put back in the, in the zone. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Did you see my story where I was like me, you know, watching workout videos to motivate myself to go to the gym? No, I didn't. I've put it like twice. That was. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so I'll real. Just, I'll like just be at work and be like, fuck, I really don't want to go today. And then I'll just like flip through my camera roll like, ooh, all right. A little bit of help of pre-workout and I'm there. <laughs> I fucking want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's good shit. I- anything. That is genuinely good advice because like it wasn't a loaded question. Like Getting people to go to the gym with an education is maybe one of the biggest feats it's tough in fucking america i would have been working out this whole time probably if i had you know the and you the structure and you wouldn't i felt like i didn't know what i didn't use my apartment gym like for a while and you wouldn't have gotten a trainer yeah never it's like how do you how do you inspire someone to take action I mean, that's you You want to boil down a motivational speaker down to its fucking core. It's like peop, those who can inspire mm-hmm. the first step. If you're like the smart enough step. and good enough to inspire someone to take one step, you're a fucking leader in the world. Yeah, because you probably just 
inspired them to go on a whole journey they didn't even know they were looking for well first up man that's a really that's really all it is yep well an example leading by example is the way you do that the most over a life yep and you lead by example and you don't even know who, who. there's football players and golfers and basketball players and skaters and speakers and authors and students that have no idea that they've inspired me yeah because they are just fucking in there this is who they are exactly yeah that's worth something that's worth a hell of a lot well it's like a lot of you know being your younger sister like a lot of or just having older siblings in general that you look up to yeah it's like dope. a lot of the decisions that that are made or you know whether or not i'm happy with the decision or not i always in the back of my mind have like a what would jesus do style thought about like you what would mitchy do like you know and i feel like that's not something that like you could do with your words it's just like how you carry yourself or what you do or like you know like like the standards that you hold for your life and just like you know like the sense of calmness always like there's things that it's like you know and I feel like I'm just now stepping into these shoes where I'm like reflecting so much and not just like meh fuck everyone I do whatever I want like okay no who do you want to be to everyone like who do you who do you like want to be in your life are you matching that energy like are you matching those standards because you can say you want a successful like partner a successful person a a, you know a kind uh somebody who's like you know i don't know genuine smart like what what are you doing like are you doing those things or are you just like hoping that one just like knocks on your door and then probably doesn't even like you because you're not doing those things tough pill to swallow tough but like this is how i talk to myself too (laughs) like i'm pretty hard on myself well that's that's still that's real yeah that's how life works yeah though i mean being hard on yourself would be like you're a failure and you now you still won't be able to do that yeah you're a failure and you can still do it just get the fuck up and do it just start doing it yeah like the philosophy that uh you're good enough already i don't like it because i don't because you're not like you (laughs) feel like shit because you're a shit human yeah like that's fine yeah just be a little better tomorrow and you'll feel a little better Mm -hmm. tomorrow like trying to convince me that i'm good enough at this stage is like you're you're putting me in a life full of depression forever yeah because like i don't you're telling me i don't have to get any better throughout my life yeah i'm 24 i barely know anything why would that be true in any world yeah i'm gonna spend the next 25 years trying to get better and learn and learn how to feel better and learn how to be more like i want people to work you know here and help me with the podcast and the youtube and this and that and it's like that was my first time that was the first time i realized like shit man like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna run this thing i'm gonna ask someone to show up at 8 a.m ready to work with 
some enthusiasm, I better have 10 times that amount. You better be here at 6, like, already hyped up, already done your, like, morning marathon. Fucking. Because <laughs> I'm not doing a marathon at 6, at 4. No, probably not doing six. a marathon at all, but. But imagine, like, the same thing that inspires you isn't going to inspire me. Mm-hmm. So imagine me thinking that you're going to be more inspired for my things than I am for my things. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. No way, dog. Well, and I think you have a weird, like, situation because people can be inspired by you by not knowing you. Yeah, that is like, awfully. Is you don't funny. know what the hell you went through to get to where you are and then they're like 1260 you're i'm super inspired bro and you're like (laughs) like you know blood sweat and tears like i like i'm inspired by you on a personal level where it's like ingrained like we grew up so close with like the same kind of like you know, upbringing, mindset, goals, very different situations, like yeah, wildly different for different. how close in age we are. I don't know what pair of siblings has such a different path, but like same, we're on the same like wavelength, I feel like. Yeah. And that's like on a personal level. If you hadn't watched your podcast, if you hadn't uh, like met you in person, spent a, a, a night with you or like, you know, whatever. You're not going to know, like, the inspiring sides of you that I actually think are the most important ones. Like, whatever you can do on a skateboard, that's beautiful. It's like how you pay your bills and stuff. But, like, what that skateboard has taught you is way bigger than what you can do on that skateboard. You know? I think so, too. I know so. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's That's why this exists. Because it's like... I'm not trying to just take a bunch of tricks I did and then turn it into like attention. You know, it's like I learned some real things. Yeah. Yeah, like that was an overnight fucking blast of attention. I remember that one was cool. What you went from I got sixty thousand followers in a night. You went from thirty thousand followers to a hundred K overnight. Yeah, something like that. Overnight. Yeah, literally. In one night. I, I remember. That was cool. I would like to experience that again. You don't have to do a lot of spins. <laughs> just, well, kidding. If, <laughs> just kidding. Maybe. You know, but I'd like to experience some some big jump like that again. That was a lot of fun. I have a weird... You, you probably will, of course. But I have a weird feeling that it's going to creep very slowly because you're working on every single platform. Like, so, like, you're hustling every single platform. Unless you get, like, a YouTube video that just, like, blows up. And then all of a sudden, all of the platforms just blow up overnight. But I feel like it's going to creep, like, slowly. And then you're going to have, like, a, a wide variety of, like, of fans. Rather than, like, you blew up because you, you know, broke a record. Yeah. It's like you're going to, like, creep up because people are going to be, oh, I liked that podcast. I'm going to listen again. You're going to get repeat podcast listeners. And then a TikTok, you know, oh, he's funny. I'm going to, like, watch there. And then you're going to have different people. And then it's like, oh, he has a podcast. Boom. Now you have a TikToker and a podcaster. Yeah. A, a TikTok watcher. <laughs> TikToker and Tick- a podcaster. TikTok watcher and a podcast. 
listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like that's like growing through social media on social media seems super weird. Super like, weird. It's possible, but it'll it'll definitely be slow. But the main yeah. thing is to like catch the new people that come in yeah like it let's say like get that follow button yeah like imagine if i already had this when i got sixty thousand followers in a night there'd be twenty thousand people listening to this podcast you know that'd be Mm -hmm. that's a lot different than you know because when those sixty thousand people came in i posted instagram pictures like every once in a while yeah it's not a brand that's not that's nothing yeah so just like it's not like yeah that's not consistent yeah, get an ecosystem yeah. going and breathing and a community. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That way, maybe when, you know, you do a 13... Or the Olympics come around. What is it, a 1380? 1440. 1440, 1620. My math skills are really... Yeah, 1380. <laughs> 1730. But, like, the Olympics... Like, <laughs> or like yeah you know i become like a famous actor or something oh shia labeouf it's still in there holes too he's <laughs> <laughs> so funny if you they signed you as zero. Oh my god and you had to not talk the whole movie dude i couldn't do that. <laughs> have you met me <laughs> They'd have to cut every, like, three minutes. Like, bro, shut the hell up. <laughs> it's your whole character, dog. Yeah. Shit. Are you, are you going to start? Um, tell yourself Tell yourself that you're going to start uh, your, your gym. You're filming your, filming your gym stuff. I'm, and posting it. That was really... Posy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't like looking at the camera. Really? Yeah. It's a little sideways, honestly. <laughs> I might have to fix that later. Hi. It's like the microphone doesn't bother me the whole time. And they're like, oh my God. No. Um. Okay. I am going to start filming. You're not posting. This. Yeah. How else are you going to see it? I'm going to start filming reels and TikToks in the next tomorrow. Actually, I need okay. a tripod. Okay. I need a tripod. Okay, okay. I need a tripod. I'll buy a tripod. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll go get a tripod tomorrow or I'll order one on Amazon. And then y'all going to watch me get shredded. Like twice a week? Because you're going to grow faster than me. I am working out five times a week. So, so. You're definitely going to grow. <laughs> you're definitely going to grow faster than me. Uh, yeah. Because you're a girl doing squats. I'm also doing more than squats now. I started and I only did legs and booty workouts. I realized that wasn't sustainable. (laughs) (laughs) Super shallow. Just shallowest reason to go to the gym. Yeah. That was my only goal. Grow a peach. 
Well, I think being shot, I think that's whatever motivates you to get out and yeah. move in. And I'm like, I don't care about abs. And now I'm like, okay, legs are building, arms and back are building. Like, well, let's fuck around and get some abs. Well, when you start something, no matter how shallow the reason, if you really want to do it well and yeah. you really want to do it right, your life will t- teach you that being shallow is not the way to take yeah. it further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, Dude, I don't care if you want to fucking start a business to make money. Yeah. Like, start it. Fuck it. Start it. Because once it's going, you realize that wanting to make money is not how you're going to get your business business. working. Like, you got to learn how to discipline your... Yeah. I meditated this morning. I haven't meditated ever once in my life. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was like, fuck, man, I need to find some stillness in all this. Yeah. Like... I am an I'm an anxious person, so I used to think that was like fun, right? Ooh, I like thinking a lot. Like I, it doesn't bother me. Ooh, sleep problems. Who cares? I don't have to wake up. Like I never really treated any of it seriously. Yeah. You start wanting to show up on time with a clear head, and you're like, okay, joke's over. Let's go to. There's sleep. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of things I gotta do to get there in the morning. Yeah. I mean, at first I was like, for sure, I felt like okay, bro just don't be anxious anymore like mm-hmm. jokes over go to sleep wake up shower get ready for work show up on time and then i realized like i can't slow my heart rate down and it, and mm. my anxiety went from my thoughts to my body because i took because i was like ah don't bother yourself with crazy thoughts and then i realized that my my heart bah, bah, mm-hmm. bah, 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 bah. i'm just laying there trying to go to sleep and then i get hot i'm itchy and sweaty and i'm like feel like Mm -hmm. i need to get up or i'm gonna pass out i'm like ah this is what the anxiety was i noticed it as thoughts Mm -hmm. but really it was just it's got physical effects i think it was i think i think it always has been a physical beginning yeah and then they would come out as thoughts well and i remember when you were a kid you never slept either but you just played a bunch of fucking video games yeah all night long so I never knew that structure. Well, I never knew that it was going to be. I never knew that it was actually hard for me to see because I always like, chose dopamine. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, and, always and no chose one. It. Yeah. No one was telling you to go to bed or like, you know, hey, here's what a good night's sleep will do for your mind and body tomorrow. Or like, you know, hey, we should be up at this time to go do activities or do things. Or it's like, OK, sleep till whenever, skate whenever. As long as you win, who the fuck cares, you know? Literally. Like, and which is like, you know, like you're, I believe that your path is where it is, of course, so that you can, you know, like, so that you could be where you're at. I just have that like optimistic, like view on life. Yeah. But at the same time, it didn't didn't set me on a path of failure. At the same time, when you stopped playing the video games and then you had to sit with yourself from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. with no entertainment and you're like, what the hell is going on? That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Like, yeah. Well, once I realized that I couldn't actually get control of my body, because I can get, because you can get control of your head. Mm-hmm. Like I know enough. I've read enough books. I I believe in the mental game strong enough where it's like, yeah, 
you can kill racing thoughts. Like there's ways to do it and you can practice and you can get better at it. So I got pretty good at that. I learned mm-hmm. how to kill racing thoughts, which for me is like a big achievement. But now I'm like learning how to how to kill the uh, physiological symptoms of anxiety. I'm like, okay, cold showers, mm. no no caffeine, no sugar, nicotine, drink a lot of water, eat cold foods, you know, work out, do these things. And I was at yoga last night. And I was just like, my heart was beating through my chest. Mm-hmm. I was like laying back. I remember back you talked about that in the group chat. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, man. This is crazy. Am I okay? And then uh, <laughs> I almost like asked her, is it normal to hear hear your heartbeat yeah. in your whole body? <laughs> like my legs. Like I could, Yeah, you could feel them like pulsing. My whole body. I was like, wow, this is a lot. Hot uh, yoga? It was warm. It was the, the class before was hot. And then it was just warmer. It was just still warm. It smelled like sweat still. It's a little gross. <laughs> honestly. Warm yoga. Um, then I realized that after an hour of that, that I got like a few minutes that felt good. And the last two guests I had on my podcast before you both mentioned meditation. Mm. And I was like, I'm at that place now where like meditating, like stillness sounds appealing all of a sudden where never did before. So I took five minutes, 10 minutes this morning and just sat there and got through the first four or five thoughts that would come, you know, um, and, and then, you know, let that thought come. Like, obviously, that one's there. Mm-hmm. I think about it all the time. The next one, like, yeah, obviously, like, I know these thoughts. And then, like, bam, an old one that, that came up that I pushed down hard enough. And I was, like, genuinely really sad. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to do something about that. And then let that one go because it, that I didn't have to deal with that right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to handle that right now. That wasn't why I was sitting there. So I got my note, my journal and wrote that that whole, you know, because if something makes you emotional, you should write it down. I still believe that. So I made it got sad. So I, I wrote the whole thing down, put it down and took some more breaths to just like find that, you know, run, to, get to the end of that line. And, and it, then it was over. And I was like, I drank some water and then like was ready to come into the office. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. That would have ruined my whole fucking day yeah like if i didn't have if i didn't find yeah i would have been worried about 40 things all day Mm. but it just i just had to get through like four or five thoughts write one thing down and it was like i can see my future Mm -hmm. again like i'm not mixed up in all these crazy thoughts Mm -hmm. we have some good apps too to practice i have a tough time with with stillness and meditation like just the idea of it even like slowing down and like i don't know just sitting there and being with your thoughts not that i'm scared of being with my thoughts but patience well i'm it seems like a task meditation seems like a task to me yeah (laughs) rather than something that's going to be more rewarding 
Well, if I think about positive, that's what I learned this. I just learned this right now. Well, like right now, you what? Like yeah. Two seconds ago. It's like I can think about positive things and feel good, and I can think about negative things and feel bad. I can think about my future and what I want to accomplish and what I want to do on a skateboard and contests and yeah. the parts of my run that'll make that happen. And I can feel good. Mm-hmm. I can think about bad things, you know, times when jokes didn't land or people <laughs> people that don't like you. It's terrible. Like, you know, like long yeah. ter- long term, like things that just like <clears throat> suck from the past and like i can feel worse yeah and so like my meditation was always thinking about the good side of things think about the positive things but it was like no just just let a few things come and let a few things go if it spikes your emotion just yeah jot it down so you can have it organized mm-hmm. you know i like to write the date and the time on my notes so if I go back and look at it, I can be like, oh, dude, it was 2 a.m. and you were fucking upside down. And, you you know, it wasn't like a, a one, logical. It wasn't like a 1 p.m. after a workout. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind, kind of, of thought. thought you were just like, al- you were alone as you as fuck. Like, you know, no one's awake. No, you're yeah. scared. Yeah. You were spiraling. Yeah. Um. So it was like, that's cool. That's cool that you're so in tune with yourself so you could just have those thoughts and then not disconnect or like not put it together that like hey maybe i wasn't in my right mind well i opened my notebook once and was like whoa buddy that's not you right now (laughs) (laughs) i was like i need to keep track of who's saying this stuff because like yeah sad 1am guy is a, a lot different than like you, know, you should have no say on your future. <laughs> yeah, like I definitely am gonna am gonna write down. You know, or let's say there's like five or six like tough things written in a row that is just like shit that you'd not even like that stays in the that stays in the notebook. Um, oh, that was four days in a row. <laughs> like you know, yeah. you put that together in your head. Like this isn't like a sample size of like yeah. a long thing going on. It's like uh, you had a bad week. Yeah, and you can like see it on paper. Yeah, and you're and you're disconnected from those thoughts now. Where maybe like if you're writing down shitty thought day after day, and then you open your notebook. Like if you're a little uncurrent in writing in your notebook. Then you open your notebook, you're like, oh, that shit's still bothering me. Like, okay, now we pay some attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, okay, clearly, like, I'm not in the in the, in the the headspace that I know I can be. So how can I, like, fix this problem? Or- well, and also, I got sick of only going back and reading bad things. So it's like, oh, write good things Like, now. am I opening my book? to fucking just like like word vomit my sadness all over the place or am i grateful for anything yeah and it's like write down some good things too. yeah like you can have good news in there because mm-hmm. you know you go back and you peep at it and you yeah. see like you know express expressing some gratitude yeah and you learn things like that like i learned um that i don't know if it was exactly through this process but i was playing a game with myself of like because i have want you know i have things that i want and I was like, ah, I, I want these things, you know, I want enough, you know, let's say w- enough money to eat whatever food 
that I want or and you know people around me that like really love me and know me and care about me and then like you know some other things and I was like sad that I felt like I didn't have it and I was like okay well let's go back check off the list of the things that you already have and then we'll kind of know really how daunting of a of a task that you're like the things that you want had every single one yeah already so I realized that I actually didn't want those things yeah and it was it was the wanting something that you didn't have it was that it was that I didn't have it yeah it wasn't that human nature I wanted it it was that I I didn't have it that's a big difference just not having something versus wanting something that's a really that's a very big difference yep you still don't know how to do great with that information. How do you even know what you want if you don't have it? You can get a better idea of what you want if you do have it. 100%. That's the only way you do know if you want it. And everything <laughs> led me back deep Everything shit. led me back to where I where where I am now that working hard to build something is the right choice yeah. for me you know it yeah kinda like i went i went on a full circle loop. i don't know what yeah i don't know what the what the working hard is gonna give to me but like i have an idea of what i want but that could change it will change well and it's actually giving me probably for the first time genuinely like Go ahead, don't like me. You know, like that. I never really felt like that before. Mm-hmm. Like happily. Oh, I've been getting some of that. Yeah? <laughs> some of that. Because if you like you, then you realize that not everyone needs to like you and not everyone's going to like you because you have something that they probably don't have. Definitely. Definitely. Because nobody I, has the same thing. I don't dislike anyone. I literally don't dislike anyone. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I'm not focused on what you're doing. I don't dislike you. You go do you over there. It's just nothingness. It's nothingness. Ouch. Yeah. It probably hurts them more to focus. Like, what What are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. To me, it's like, I'm like, I'm at a point where like, it's either it's either like go with like the flow of people having thoughts and feelings and like opinions or go against the grain and like do things that like just maybe aren't going to make sense to everyone. Definitely aren't going to make sense to everyone. It's a, that's a bit annoying to me is how little makes sense to most people. Yeah. It's like you make me feel crazy for seeing something in this. That's the thing, though. It was like you watching you so closely gave me that mentality, too, of like. Oh, because you saw things come full circle. I saw things that people, the average person thinks are unimaginable to ever come true, just come true. And I saw the sacrifices that you have to make to get there. And like the crazy planning. Long-term planning. Long-term planning and like no, we've never had a conversation where I felt like my dreams, no matter how big they are, 
we're unreasonable. We, yeah. You and I have never had a conversation. You're like, ah, let's let's reel it in a little and put it into like like perspective. Like, nah, blow the perspective out of the water. Start today. Like, you got this, you know? Or you, like, I think you can study, like, manifestation and the law of attraction, like, all you want. But, like, until you realize that, like, like, watching you on on the mega ramp before the X Games, like, before your contests, and you probably haven't talked to anyone for four hours... Like before your contest, even the day before, or whatever, you just have like your little your your block of time where it's like, okay, stay the fuck away from me. And I remember before your twelve sixty, I was watching you from above, like on the railing, and you were in the middle, like on the on the gap like area, but on the quarter pipe side, and you were just like watching the quarter pipe. And like, and then you'd like watch it, watch yourself go up, boom, and then you'd like pace. And you have your headphones in, like whatever, like music is like your hype music, and then watch it again, pace. Sure enough, like first run didn't make it, second run, and it was either out of four or five on the fourth or fifth one you did it. It was three. Oh, you did it on the third one. Yeah. Oops. But yeah, it's super crazy. I think visualizing things like like anybody who who has built a successful life for themselves literally gives you the formula. Ah, uh, yeah. They're literally like just envision it. Just like we talked about wake up every day and be who you want to be and and do it. And like believe that it's going to work. I like that the people Get the people who do it give you the formula to do it. It's there. It's, like it's not. Like it's not. It's not rocket science. Well, and it's almost not even them. Like that. That's almost taking it away of like saying, "Oh, that's a special person." Like we can't do the things that they yeah do. Yes, everyone has different skills, but if you watch them, if you did everything they did, and whatever you chose to do it in. You could be a lot closer to what that person is. Yeah. Like me, artists, right? Like some really good artists who practiced every day since they were young became great artists. And they wouldn't be, a, they wouldn't be great artists if they didn't practice. Yeah. I think that's what people don't understand is like your, your greatness is found. Like you find it. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't slap you in the face like you have to go yeah find it in yourself yeah. like you're gonna be yeah there's a few things that you maybe won't be great at but there's something that you're great at i yeah. fully believe that well and then like you're over here and it's like yeah okay like pretty successful skateboarding career like done a lot of great things it's not in your blood to stop there you just got this freaking office started a podcast like your yeah. whole computer setup here, you're grinding. Skating is a small portion of that, but you just started here. You just started a whole new life path. Yeah. It's not in your blood to just be comfortable and not like have a pr an active project. And guess what? When this succeeds, 
you ain't gonna stop here not in your blood yeah no. like i mean i think what what it is is i think i've been told enough and i feel this way enough that it's like um i didn't become i didn't get good at skateboarding by being a good skateboarder you know it was this certain it was a certain intelligence and a willingness to improve and a curiosity that i put into skateboarding yeah and also i started at three so it's like if you're gonna do this like let's build your life around it you know yeah but it was never like i felt trapped by my skateboard yeah like it was gonna be the end all be all and i think realizing that like such a strong career like i have a strong enough skate career where it's all i have to do yeah i don't have to do anything really besides skate right now but having that strong of a career and also that curiosity curiosity is probably my strongest asset Mm -hmm. out of out of out of everything the the thing that i would say about myself that will take me will continue to take me around the world is pure curiosity yeah i'm the most curious person you'll ever fucking meet yeah and also i follow it like when i get curious i know that there's a purpose for it that maybe i don't understand like there's a reason that like went to la and got golf lessons over summer like i was really curious of what's going on and then you know, yesterday I play with a guy that is going to be probably really important to me. And I'm like, and I have this knowledge now that I can grab from. from. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all of a sudden you're have strong sense of intuition, like a, a lead and then a, a pouncing on that lead and knowing that there's a bigger. And not be bothered by the bigger picture. Yeah. Like you discover. Oh, it, that's huge. You, you discover the the why later on. Well, then, because if you're bothered by the bigger picture, what are you doing? You're not doing it for yourself anymore. Well, and you might slow down. Yeah. People think that like thinking really. Yes, you got to think big and long term, but it's both. It's a mixture. Yeah. It's, it's like balance. Because you'd never start anything new if you actually paid attention to how hard it would be. Yeah. Or how long it was gonna take. Yeah. Like. If you really paid attention and broke down how many hours and the odds of success, it's a lot of hours and the odds of success are low. It's like, why would you do anything new and hard? Why would you take any any risk that doesn't have like a good outcome? Instant reward. The outcome's likely to not be anything good. Yeah. As far as your your like tangibles go but the intangibles you following your intuition and then you follow it again and then you Mm -hmm. follow it again then you find the thing and it's like obviously and then people are fucking jealous like oh you're lucky you have a thing it's like fuck you (laughs) dude you're so lucky just out here yeah i wonder what that is because our because you're good at that too you're really good at that following your intuition yeah yeah i think probably like like seeing like you living it and then me seeing it like all the way from you skating in like grom demos Mm -hmm. and like like looking at the people that you looked up to bucky and tony and all those people kind of like 
you know, and then it like the the reality got a little bit closer and a little bit closer, like, and you never treated it like it wasn't yours. You always like carried yourself very maturely. You always had a skill set that like blew everyone out of the water. Like you never were like, this is my dream. Like I'm going to do this or like, this is my dream. And maybe I'll get there someday. It's like, it was always like this weirdness about you. That's like, this is already mine. Like, and that's where I feel like if you just have that mentality, like I remember a little while ago, I, not a little while ago, years ago, came across this video and I put the audio behind a random YouTube video I made in like seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> it's like the, the law of attraction. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it was like Big Sean's voice. And he was like, like, basically saying that like the law of attraction is not like I want this I I I desire this or like it's basically writing things down or imagining yourself like if you want a car like a certain car like that that uh, BMW is mine I'm gonna like literally pretend to grab keys and that I'm walking out to my BMW and like even if it's my Toyota Camry I'm getting into my Beamer like or when you're writing down your manifestations it's not I want it's like it's it, it's mine already I already own it you know I'm just acquiring what's already on my path because if you really think about it it is like, it is, or you can just completely derail your path and then not get there, and then it's not. But you did that, you know? 100%. Like, either I you work you work towards something, and then it's yours, or you don't work towards it, and then it's not. That is... Simple as that. <laughs> like... I mean, that's kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. That's, that's what you need to learn. Yeah. Like you work towards something and, and you should probably learn taxes and credit cards too, but they don't teach you that either. I mean, you should be more you should be more <laughs> worried about what you're working for when you get it than the fear of not getting it at all. Cuz like I'm almost a firm believer that you you will get it. Oh yeah. Um no, going off of what we were just saying. The law of attraction. You probably didn't even realize what you were doing for your social media platforms, like your podcast, your TikTok, your YouTube, like those things, when you decided to get an office. Did you? Oh, I knew exactly. Well, well okay. Maybe deep down you knew, but... Okay, I guess, yeah, you, you knew. I knew exactly. You decided to take the leap before you were making money on any of the platforms. Do you know what the funny part is? I did this last year. I didn't get an office. Nobody knew. Oh. But I, I within accountability coaching... I tried to do this last year. I tried to post 
something every day on Instagram for like 90 days. That was like my big goal. Yeah. I hired a photographer. I did all these things that I could. Ran out of content immediately. So I started video journaling. Yeah. So, but I, but I couldn't post my video journals because they were like too personal and private and weird and like I look like a weirdo. So, <laughs> so I started filming myself talking my car. Yeah. And I also couldn't post the most of those because you fucking also Same. look like a weirdo and nothing makes, it's not making sense. And then like, so I tried to do this all last year based on making a plan that I failed at. Yeah. So then this winter came around and I made I made a new plan for the same kind of idea. Yeah. I knew a place like this would be good. A podcast so I can pull clips from the podcast. Yep. A vlog so I can pull clips from the vlog. Yeah. Also go skating so I can post clips from there. Stream on Twitch so I can pull clips from there also. And then on top of it to build to make sure I have enough confidence to do the podcast. Don't yeah. do it so it grows, but do it so I can listen to them again in six months and learn from them. Yeah. So it's like, who do you want to learn from? Yeah. And then what do you ask? Well, it's like yeah. you ask questions that you want to hear the answer that you're likely to have problems with in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's like I've not only knew I f I've failed at it. I've started a podcast before. I started it in 2020. I tried to do the social media thing, but nobody noticed because I because I failed. And it's like, well, this is just now noticeable because mm -hmm. I somehow found a way to do it. So it's like you don't realize that when you're trying to do the things that you want to do, no matter how fucking tough you stumble and, and go down, it's like make a plan. Yeah, that was the best plan you could come up with. And it was fucking a piece of shit. Yeah. Make a new plan. Make, Make a, a new, new plan. plan. Make a new. This is probably plan number four or five. Well, and guess what? It's the only plan that you have literally set yourself up so that like it cannot fail. You you initiated a like a uh, an office space because of something that is a pure belief. Oh, yeah. Like what other option do you have? Yeah, and I didn't ask permission from anyone. No. Because they would have probably said no. Well, and that's the thing, too. I was just talking to a guy about investing because he's like, he just like talked about like his, his, he just made like, I don't know, 1800 bucks from NFT or something like in in a day. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about like possibly like just stopping my day work because I was mathing out, you know, how much time I'm putting into my day work. And if I just veered away from that and invested the time into you know trading i know where i can get and and if you're like it's like if you're in your nine to five or however many hours in a day that you put towards something else and you could be putting it towards something that you is pure belief that's not going to be immediate the return is not going to be immediate but you're like if i study this it's going to give me more in the long run. I might have to scrounge right now. But, you know, like, if you were to keep your bedroom as your podcast space or your streaming space, it wouldn't allow you the growth that this office space is going to allow you. But it took you initiating this office space, getting 
this office space to even be able to to think about that or like to to realize that like you know in five years from now you just made a bunch of killer podcasts stayed super consistent with that you were able to come in mentally clock in clock out go home unwind things like like mentally and emotionally that wouldn't have been possible and also like I guess motivationally I think the the part that people don't understand I listen to podcasts for educational purposes yeah like I listen to the podcasts I listen to I listen to to learn mm. and it's like they're not asking the questions that I need it's like, I didn't like, I'm almost embarrassed to start a podcast. Someone asked if I make money off of it yet. I was like, no, God, no. It's like, that's not why we're here, yeah. though. Yeah. I'm here to listen to a podcast where I get to control what questions are asked and who's there. Like, that's amazing. That, yeah. That's so valuable alone. That's and, that's one of my thoughts on my way up here. I'm like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Because we have some podcast-worthy conversations all the time. Every time we hang out. I think about it all the time. Every phone call we have. You know what you know what I was thinking the other day? I like, what? I was like I have a sister. The end of thought. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a big deal cuz you cuz you know and feel like you have a brother and I know and feel like I have a sister biologically whatever but yeah not very many people can feel like that yeah like you call me semi-often yeah I call you yeah you know it's like we we ask questions and kind hold of each s- other accountable yeah take advice and give advice and say hey I did this wrong in my life yeah yeah, yeah it, it sucks, but I did something wrong. Yeah, or I did something good, and it's like that sort of open source style of growing because neither of us really had like the 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 parents to go to for that. So I think that's always how we learn. We're yeah. Like, ah, whoops! <laughs> and then we'd go. That was slippery. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a hand? Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling you down with me. No. But, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's important to want a good life. Yeah. That might be the most important that might be the most important step. Like if you don't see yourself wanting a good life for yourself because maybe you can't bring some people along with you or you feel like you don't deserve it or mm-hmm. you're going to be depressed anyway, so why does it matter? Yeah. It's like no, I think understanding that you that you want a good life for yourself is actually really important to start building. It's like the manifesting thing. Like you can't hit a target that you can't see. Like I do that still. I'm I drive here in a shitty Honda Pilot with 200 and men. It had 269 and 426 miles. And I was like, fuck like i missed it by six miles or like eight miles <laughs> and i probably won't get it how an- did you notice i six <laughs> i probably won't get to three six nine four twenty so it's like i missed my ch- i missed no. my chance no 
Like I wanted, I wanted just to get a freaking picture of a. Anyways, <laughs> it's a shitty car. Like it's yeah. not good. It doesn't have a yeah. radio. Does have heated seats and the air conditioning yeah. does work, uh, and all the windows work. So that's a big plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, the key battery's dead. I can't lock or unlock it. We've all been there. I, I'm there right now. Oof. But like I drive here, listening to fucking listening to my AirPods. I do have like one bougie thing in my life right now. But your radio doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. So I found I found Mine doesn't either. I found all my AirPods. Remember, I lost I lost I've lost three different sets. I have one of them, and you have one of them. But now I have car AirPods and office AirPods. Okay, that's like the bougiest setup that I have right Accidentally now. Accidentally bougie. Yeah, I found it in the back. Of, but I'll finish the thought. Yeah. Um, while I'm driving here in the shitty Honda Pilot, I'm in whatever car I want to be in. That day. It doesn't it doesn't really matter what car I'm in. Like the car I'm in doesn't make me feel negatively or positively about where I am in my career or where I'll mm-hmm. be or whatever. But sometimes I sometimes I'm in a Jaguar, sometimes I'm in a Tesla, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm in a BMW, sometimes I'm like you know, in, in really what it is, it hasn't set of what what car it is, what I want to look like, what I want to yeah. feel like, what I want the music to sound like. like. I don't have that picture. So I get it in my car every day and it's a new picture. Yeah. Until I find really what I'm looking for. Yeah. Until I know what I'm aiming for, I won't get anything. Well, and I know you're going to be the guy too who like the last thing that you buy after your investments and after your property and after like everything, the last thing you're going to buy is that awesome car. Well, like, do you know why that's the ultimate? Like, people think that's the opposite of flexing, but that's the ultimate. That's the flex. No, it that's means like the, you just did like some important shit with your money. That's the that's the important. That's the biggest flex you can have because you will not you you will you will impress every single person in the room now. You'll impress the old guy who's good with money and good at making decisions. You'll impress the young guy who just wants a beamer. You'll impress everyone in between. Yep. It's the ultimate flex to do it the right way. Because yep. you the the two or three people in the room that know what's going on will notice. And now and you get to you get to speak with them now too. Yeah. It's like the it is the ultimate flex. Yeah. I remember right. that was like a huge uh, life lesson for me, even if I didn't know it at the time, is when you, how old were you when you had your BMW 335i? 16? 16, 17. When you sold that shiny, beautiful little BMW 335i and you got a nineteen ninety. Some Volvo. Yeah, for five hundred bucks. And you loved that Volvo, <laughs> but you had fifteen thousand dollars in your hand. Yeah. That you otherwise would have ran into the ground. Yeah. So it's like for me, like what the things that you probably did with that fifteen thousand dollars, like drove yourself around in that Volvo, or you know, you you probably invested it. Well, I have about a thousand skydives. Ah, uh, you probably well. 
That was when you were 18. Yeah, you probably. You, that was your whatever. Your skydives then. I got it when I was 16 and then I sold it when I turned 18. Okay. And you put it all into skydiving. And I skydived. See, that's a way better investment than a Beamer to me. Way better. That skydiving taught you so much more than that Beamer taught you. Yep. In two years. Yeah. I'm lucky the way that the, the timing of everything worked out because I actually didn't like the attention that came from because I was the youngest person I've ever met that can buy that kind of car. Yeah. And like it was such a small portion. It was it wasn't even a big flex like for what the, the money that came in that year. Yeah, it was like. A Beamer still didn't paint the picture of what was going on. So yeah. it's like, just don't even. Just put me in a Volvo and call it good. I don't want to deal with this right now, yeah. you know, because then I, there was a lot of questions to answer yeah. and it was super weird. And I didn't like the attention. You that... always weirdly did not like it where so many people chase after the attention. You were like humble to a point where like the questions or the things like you just wanted real ones around you. And you were happy to get into a conversation with the real ones. But the ones that were just like cared about the Beamer, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Like so many 16 year olds, so many 18, so many 21, so many 25, like all they want is to flex. I can see a path where that would have been what happened to me. Yeah. And the difference was uh, the hardships came first, right? Like I, I saw the way that... You know, the money destroyed things before, mm. you know, it was almost a negative. So it was like, yeah, I didn't really care to flex because it's like, A, I don't want to give like the family dirt right now. And it's like, B, it's like, it's not that great. Yeah. You know, if if I won the lottery, yeah, hell yeah. If I won the lottery and had like, proper boundaries and like everything was all set perfectly yeah you better yeah. believe i'm gonna pull up to the fucking skate park in a sick car like yeah. whatever why not yeah you know but it was like so was, much destruction yeah there was so much there was so many yeah. like bad things associated with the money Mm-hmm. that it was like i didn't like, wh why do i even want this like mm -hmm. i didn't like it yeah. And that and that's a big that's a big reason why and that's a big reason why I didn't enjoy the attention because then there was explaining to do and then mm -hmm. I had to be honest and then I had to feel even if I wasn't honest I felt myself lying about things that hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. So so now the conversation's brought up. So even if I lie about it and I have the watch and the beam or whatever now I have to deal with this this feeling. Yeah. And it's like man, if I just show up in a shitty car and no one asks any questions and I don't have to think about yeah. it. And the ones that are in your life are not there because of the Beamer. Like, that car is not going to attract anyone. Like, first like first off, meeting someone, like, if they see you in a Volvo and they choose to get to know you and then they realize, like, all the successes and the life path and whatever it is, like, you don't want the ones that, like, what, who is the Beamer for? Is it for you or for other people? Or, like, that's a huge question, too. 
Is it for the flex? Because you're not going to attract the right squad if it is for the flex. And if it's for you, then show up and you don't fucking leave with any of them anyways. Like, you don't attract that squad. Like, you know, maybe you do, but, like, for the right, like, you can kind of sniff out who's there for the for the flex. I'm lucky that, um, like, I understand circumstantially that if, if you're, if you had money, you'd also have the car. Like, that, like, that sounds dumb, but it's like, if you were me, if you were born in my skin and my home and as me, you would have done it too. But you yeah. weren't, and I wasn't born as you, and you've done more or less by now. But it's like, it's pretty much circumstantial. Like, yeah. if you if you were me, you'd be me, and you'd have everything I have. If I was you, I'd have everything you have. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's really not, yeah. you know? And it's like, we come from, like, thrift shopping and, like, a broke-ass family. It's, like, kind of trashy, even. Yeah. So it's whatever. If you have a fucking $500 car that makes a weird noise when you turn right, which mine does <laughs> right now. Like I can't even explain the noise. It doesn't that's not that big of a problem. It does not define you. Yeah, that's not that big of a problem right now. Yeah. And being attracted to people for the wrong reasons too or is going to put you in in worse situations or weird situations like so many people, just like you were talking about habitually with your money, like, you know, the the ones who have a million dollars, like, you're not going to go, like, all of a sudden, like, once you acquire a bunch of money, just be like, you know, like, you're going to probably, and like I said, it's like the nice car is going to be like the last thing that you buy. You're probably going to buy another thousand dollar car after this one. You know, because you're not, like, if you don't feel solid in, like, your future, your retirement, your, like, investments, then you're, the like, you're not going to buy a car. I've always been a little bit different just because I'm, like, comfortable in nicer cars. And I don't know. Everyone's like, don't buy the car. Don't do that. And I'm like, eh. I might do it. It's not for the flex, but I kind of want, like, a those nicer, newer Honda Civics. A couple hundred dollars a month. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm at. Well, you won't make any different decisions until you're forced to. Yeah. Like, it's like people ask how a lot of people I know could afford everything that's in front of us right now. And it's like, just drive a shitty car and don't go out drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, ooh, drinking. This, Drain that's, all your money. It's a very simple thing. But why wouldn't you drain all your money? Unless you realize, unless you can see your target and it's like, then very you start clear. Then yeah. you start aiming things at your target and you realize how much you really have. Yeah. It's like, that's why. If I didn't have a target, I'd have a, a very nice car. It's like, yeah. but I have a target that's much more important to hit than, yeah. you know, just it's just how it works and that and the problem i think what i think the deeper meaning behind the words that you're saying is yes i'll buy a car last but i think what the important thing to take from that is my target is so important to me yeah. to hit that it will remain 
at the center of my focus and I will make sacrifices until I get it. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's a target that most people miss. And then most people aren't going to hit. I'm not even going to start. So it's like, that's, yeah, it's a fucking hard target to hit. Like, yeah, a foundation of wealth and real estate and a, a, a big podcast and a professional skateboarder and sponsors and nice guests coming through and like the ecosystem of Mitchie Brusco Inc. like built to the T. It's like, yeah, that it's not about the car. It's about the fact that it's like, I care so much about that. that I Yeah. It's just, it's hard for me to see the importance. If you gave me, if you gave me a fuck ton of money right now, I would just be thankful that I'd be able to build, you know, so much with it. Yeah. Or at least try, like try to build. Yeah. You know, it might not even work. Like, you can't pay for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You can't pay for success in competition. Mm-mm. You can't pay for success on the internet. You can pay for attention, but you can't pay for success in a community yeah. and these things. It's like genuine, like intangible stuff. Intangible. Yeah, the intangibles are things that you like yeah. can't, can't name touch. and can't grab. Yeah. 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 You can you can buy anything tangible, really. The car is not gonna get you to win. No, I I think so. I, I play this game all the time. It's like you just get a car. That'll happen all the time in my head. Just fucking get a car, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Me too. But I'm still driving my Toyota Camry that Dad got me. Yep through i think i was 17 yep and i'm gonna drive it until i'm done with college and still probably it's a free car i should run it into the ground that's what i'm thinking i'm like we'll just wait till yours breaks and it's like but take care of it still take the best care of it you yeah, can yeah i get oil changes every five to seven thousand miles it's pretty good the radio i never is know when broken. the the what the radio your radio's broken? I'm an AirPod offender. Yeah! <laughs> Driving with AirPods? You don't Dude, even... it's so whack. I'm... I, it's... I was just gonna say it was so good. I miss the music blasting in my ears. Like, I can't... I, I like it. It's like... <laughs> yeah. I only notice it when someone else gets in my car. And I'm like, listen, dude. <laughs> my radio... Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hand him an AirPod. <laughs> yeah. tough dude but it's it's only gonna cost me four hundred dollars a girl can't get in your passenger seat and then you start playing music out of your phone so ghetto you can't do that i oh my gosh so ghetto you can't do that i it's gonna cost me four hundred dollars to get the radio fix because the speakers still work but the radio that like actually comes out and is like a, a, a purchasable piece is the one that broke but I'm so cheap, and it's not a necessity. I don't need the radio. I want the radio. I don't need the radio, so I'm having a really tough time. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. Broke. 
what would happen is I'd turn my car off and the radio wouldn't turn off all night and I'd wake up and my battery would be dead. So you took the radio out? So I took the radio out. Why wouldn't it turn off? Don't know. So it could be a problem that you could Took just... it in. They took it out. They were like, you're going to need a new radio. And I was like, just take it out. And I left. <laughs> Simple man. How much would it have costed? 80 bucks. <laughs> I planned on going back and I haven't ever since. $80? In like two years. I should get one. It's not like a important. It's not 400 No, way less than 400 $80 and you're driving around with AirPods? 400 is like, is reasonable to be like uh, fretting over. Yep. 80 Yeah, it was just like, I'll do it later. And then here we are. And now you're like, I don't want to drive somewhere to spend $80 on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the combo of going and paying. Good luck. Man, and and also got to keep my goal, got to keep got to keep focused cuz why am I getting a radio? Oh my god, that's way too deep, dude. You just need a fucking radio so that you can get here with a clear mind after bumping. It's not like I'm Biggie stingy. Smalls. I bought 3 pairs of AirPods Pros back to back to back. Cuz you keep losing them. Cuz I lost. I separated mine by accident, the ones that you left in my car and then gave me while I paid you for them. Only one hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, he didn't pay me for all of it. <laughs> uh, I separated them. What does I, that mean? Well, I was like, I should put these back in the case, and then I was like, but the case is not here right now, so I'm gonna put them in my backpack. And then I almost lost. I found the case, and then I almost lost the headphones. Oh, you got it! I didn't lose them, but I was like, oh my god, I'm never separating them again. Hmm. Yeah, I've actually been really good about not separating them, but I but I keep me too. <laughs> keep losing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't even delusional. catch that. <laughs> <laughs> Same. What? Do you ever do that? Um. You just say something, and you're like, I just lied. Yeah. <laughs> So why did I do that? I really try to tell the truth now. Yeah, I really try to tell the truth now. To the point where, like, you tell too much now. Truth. Well, so 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 there's two there's two quotes that I find really useful. Um, Everything you say should be true, but not everything true should be said. (laughs) That one's super useful. Especially for us assholes. (laughs) Um, And it kind of leads into the other one that said, uh, people who are brutally honest tend to just focus on the brutal part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't do that. People who are like, oh, I'm brutally honest. It's like, okay, but let's focus on the honesty part. You're also a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, let's just focus on the honesty part and let's take as much brutal out of it out of it because because honesty is is usually hard it's brutal by nature Um, you don't need to add brutality to the honesty there's enough built into it oh a third one if the truth kills them let them die Ooh. yeah i like that one Ooh. yeah 
Yeah, I felt like I was gonna that's die. That's brutal. When I, when I heard. Talk about brutal. Yeah, that's brutally honest, in right there. Yeah. But there's certain there's certain things that come with like conversationally, it's easy to lie, but long term, I don't I don't think it's the play, especially in situations like this where you start broadcasting it's like oh you better be honest oh my gosh and long-term lies like trying to keep up with that shit good luck it's always gonna bite you in the ass always yeah how do how do girls find every lie we're detectives (laughs) do you do it on purpose well okay I I used to be one of the girls that searched for the lies. Okay. And I found once I stopped searching for the lies, I don't find them anymore. I think guys just like tend to like more often than not like not pay attention to things and I feel like I I've been in relationships where like I'm looking for the lies. You will find it wherever you look or if you're in a certain like situation or relationship or friendship and you're looking for a lie, like chances are the lie is already there and like why, you know, like for me, it's like if like relationship, like that's where I, that's where I like, my mind immediately goes to is like, why do girls always find the lies? Well, first of all, it's a feeling like an intuition or like some sort of feeling and then second of all like bitches will search they will go like to the ends of the earth to try to find a lie to a point where i almost feel like sometimes they'll they'll think that they found a lie when they didn't even find one but like maybe a plus like one plus two didn't equal three and then all of a sudden like well our reality is so hard to nail down by itself that when you're in a, like a relationship or you're in like an intense environment or any environment like trying to nail down exactly how someone feels for example example is going to be so hard because the so deeper hard. you go it's like the less you find it's like the less you know so hard like you can know very you can know very well on the surface and a couple layers down what's going on but you start to get to like the core of someone and how they really feel about life, how they really feel about you, how they really feel about the long-term plan and their fears. and it's like, Yeah, it's messy in there. Whoa. Everybody's messy in there. Everybody's messy. So you start to try to pick apart, like, like that's one thing you think, do my friends, you know, do my friends really, do they really like me? It's like, yes, and also no, and also yes yeah and also they care about you and they don't but they do yeah you know like there's it's almost like there's everything everywhere yeah that's that one's super hard for me to understand because mostly how i feel about relationships is how i feel not how they feel about me like if if i feel bad then i notice that part of someone that doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. But if I but if I feel good, then I then I notice that 
the part of them that doesn't like me is just healthy in a in a balanced human being liking some things and not liking yeah. some other things by ignoring the faults because you're friends. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Or like I just saw the other day like people's perception of you is a re- of, is a reflection or like whose attitudes or perspective people's attitudes or perceptions of you are a reflection of themselves like if somebody is like having a horrible day and then all of a sudden like they're the closest person to them and then they take that day out on you all of a sudden you're gonna be like well what the fuck did i do like what did what you know what who am I that they don't like or whatever, but it's like really they just have some stuff going on inside and then they just, they just like put it out on you basically. I don't know what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) But I got a question. What? That's hard enough to deal with in a relationship. If someone consistently doesn't feel good. Oh yeah. A relationship. Dealing with parents who have who have that. And from those formative years where you feel like, wow, there must be something wrong with me. When in reality, it's like, yeah, there's plenty wrong with you, but it's not like you're yeah. not the finished product yet. You're supposed to have plenty Things wrong, with, wrong you. with you. You're 15. Yeah. You're 20. You know, you're 10. Like you're supp- yeah. you're supposed to have more wrong with you than you have going on right. Yeah. Like that's not your fault. But when you're dealing with your feedback loop as someone that still has problems themselves, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you expect a kid to to take that and not internalize it and to not let it slow them down or even like ruin a life? Mm. You don't like the average person like most likely won't get out in like a great mindset or on the other side like I feel like just you and I were talking about that the other day that like this path that like we're both on of being like super self-reflective like super hard on ourselves is like a really hard and ugly path you know but there's a lot of beauty in the path but it also means that like we're going to be asking ourselves the hard questions in the mirror and like having some days where we're really mad or upset with ourselves because of some decisions that we made Mm -hmm. because we know it doesn't like align with us Mm -hmm. but right now i have voices playing in my head it's not self-hate yeah no there's no hate there no there's no hate so it's it's some deep if you're busy hating yourself or you're busy saying like oh of course i fucked it up because i fuck a lot of things up and i'm most likely to fuck the next thing that's not the mindset no it's no. like kill kill the hate it's always like nah bitch be better exactly and and i don't mean like you I don't are even mean i just mean that as my hype language i don't even mean that as like you, you're a bitch like I, you are better. that bitch <laughs> <laughs> no like you you didn't act on it but you are better than yeah that. and you always were yeah and, and you will be yeah and we didn't we didn't have like the tools handed to us, any of them. <laughs> no. Any of them. The mental tools, the the physical, the health, the like how to deal with things. 
like I love people like, that when they think it when they think it was handed to us. I love that. I don't even waste my time. I love. I don't that. even talk about this. Like, I feel like when things are tough when you're young. And nobody did hand it to you. There's something so rewarded, rewarding about acquiring it. And like, yeah, I know where I was. And I know that it was it was me that, you know, or uh, like each other that like pulled each other out of the dumps and then like got to where we are. Like that feels great. And yeah, like you look back and you're like, ah, could I have used a little more guidance? Yeah. Maybe I'd be, like, a couple steps ahead if I had the guidance. But, like, we still here. Well, I genuinely do believe that it's an asset. That your adversity... Okay. If you don't like yourself... If you don't like your past, that means you don't like yourself. Yeah, 100%. Or if you have anyone else to blame. Yeah, so it, obviously shitty things happen to people, but so if you like yourself, you if you wish for a different past, you wish you wish for a different person now. Now, because if you change your past, you change who you become. So you're mm-hmm. that's really what you're asking for yourself is like, I wish I was different. Yeah, if you like who you became. Then the past that made you, it just made you who you are and you like that. So mm. don't touch the past. We can't touch that because it made something, it made something beautiful. It wasn't beautiful itself, but it made something great. Let's don't even think about changing anything. Once I, once I heard that, that was like a different life would make you different. So mm. if you wish for a different past, then you wish for a different self. And I was like, ah, oh, we're in. Yeah. We're in. I don't care. Like, let's go. I, I'm. I, I, I'm here. I like when the thoughts. I like the way the thoughts connect yeah. in my brain. You know. Yeah. Like, it's fine. We're doing okay. And like, I don't think that like there is something about like being thrown to the wolves. Mm-hmm. And like you know, baby wolf. And surviving. Surviving. Thriving. Whatever you had to do to get, like, whatever you had to get out of your system, whether, like, for for me, it was a real, like, crazy partying, like, all the things you could imagine just running the streets at 15, 16, to, like, growing up, self-reflection, hopping on opportunities, business stuff, school stuff, and now we're here, and it's, like, for you, you weren't acting out when I was acting out. And then a few years later, like, you know, like you got hit with a bunch of things going to therapy, depression, like all that kind of stuff that came out in different ways, you know? What did that look like from the outside? Uh, when all that hit you, when yeah. you, you disappeared. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I just didn't hear from you for a while. I was sad. I was worried about you for sure. But um, I always knew like you'd be all right. And I just hoped that like our relationship was like 
still like fixable like still you know and luckily like i was in a relationship at the time and like that kind of helped me get through that Mm -hmm. i always had like somebody you know and then weirdly enough like you showed up right after right as that was ending which is like so you know life kind of just like does that and like i'm a firm believer that it puts certain people in your life at certain times that you like need them oh yeah fair enough you know um but yeah i mean I now like I remember when we first like started talking again like started hanging out again you and I you like apologized like I'm sorry like I'm not gonna ever like disappear again and I was like dude (laughs) (laughs) if you want to put on a scale or like the things that I put you through when I was like 15 16 till like till i got arrested when i was 17 like you do this for like two more years <laughs> multiply it by 10 and then we can fucking talk <laughs> like you know like you never hurt me in ways that i hurt you and i never hurt you in ways that you hurt me and if you wanted to scale it i probably did more damage <laughs> You know, from my side. And what, like, what, we sit here and feel bad about it or we mend our relationship and we, like, move forward. We move forward. Yeah. Like, how could I ever, like, hold that on you when you were getting through things that I couldn't even imagine? I didn't have to go through them. Yeah. Like, you were, you were, like, learning your boundaries and, like, learning how to, like, be you again after, like, financial ties were severed and things were, like, you know... Like, disconnected, things that, all that you knew, all that you were, like, I don't want to use the word, like, brainwashed, but all that you believed to be true was, like, crumbling in front of you. Yeah. The last thing you need is pressure to, like, but I need you to be this for me. Like, no, go be you for you so that when you come back, you can be my brother. Yeah. Like, you know, that's all I want, like. I think it was the first time in my, I think it was the first time in my life that I, that I was weak. I thought you were allowed to be. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, what, I just finally got weakened. You know, I was strong for a long time and I was quiet for a long time. And I think that just. Well, and, and I remember too, like you were the financial provider. Yeah. And dad didn't live with us. Yeah. So you were the man of the house at like a super young age. Yeah. Like wondering what the hell I was doing, like trying to give me advice. I would just straight up like lie. Well, well, I'm trying to check on you and then you are lying to my yeah. face. And then, and then I still want like a mom, which was like not really what was happening. You know, it was just yeah. partying everywhere. And it was like, yeah wow like yeah till boom 17 move out like i'm done yeah i'm done with all this and like i don't think i realized that it would affect me like i didn't want to tell anyone like even even when i got in a relationship i didn't want to tell i didn't want to say what my actual life was Mm. and i don't know why yeah i don't know because I didn't want to have to think about it. Like yeah. it be all of a sudden everything became real at once. And it was like just too much. So, so in that time when I disappeared, that was me like 
learning how to talk. That was me learning how to, I'm not going to keep anyone's secrets anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not going to pretend like it didn't happen. It was like, Mm -hmm. what if, like, what if we just, what if I learned how to love the things that I do? Like, what if I learned how to like love my life? And I also learned to not take on any more secrets. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was basically the, Mm -hmm. that was basically the rhythm. It was like, just don't hold on to anyone's shit and like what you have. And I was, and that was like, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. Cause like, and, and also I felt like such a, I felt like such a failure because of the, like you said, like, obviously I wasn't a, 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 the man, I wasn't a man, but I was supposed to be like the man of the house and mm. everything failed. Yeah. It's like mom That's fell off the deep end. You. Like you fell off the deep end. Allie, you know, had her things going on at that time. And I was like watching everything crumble. It's like, yeah, well, I must have not have done a very good job. Mm. You know, I must have like. It's like now you might be able to recognize that like that wasn't your responsibility in the first place. Well, it's just completely an unfair situation. Yeah. And and then you can differentiate that. Yeah. I mean, it was just completely it's just unfair. how it was. I mean, I could. There's 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 bloodlines to blame. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not, you know, I feel like I got her financially. So that's like that's the only education that I feel like was available to me that I'm still curious of like, hey, why didn't so and so just like take me a little bit under his wing you know like if i saw that going on from the outside i'd check on him i didn't feel like i i felt like nobody checked on me yeah that knew you know that knew the amount of money that was coming in and the situation i was in and what was going on no one asked questions like no one yeah i didn't even really you know so in the time, I feel like I didn't say anything. But now looking back, I'm like, well, I said something. I said a lot, actually, over the next couple of years, you know, and, I mean, now that was look the at, end of it now. Yeah. Obviously, a lot was said, but yeah, that was what someone said, like, you know, so it was like, yeah, that year where I was quiet was really where I got my was really where I got my voice. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like. I'd never thought about what it looked like from... Yeah. Well, and I know we've had some, like, really healthy and hard conversations since then that I feel like you've just, like, done this, like, amazing, like, you know, like, uh, you've gone through a lot of things, revisited a lot of things where, like, it allowed you to grow to a point where, like, you can verbalize your, like, boundaries and your thoughts and your feelings where, like, maybe you would have just held it in before and then maybe, like, you would not talk to me again if you couldn't do that. You know? Like, if you just, like, keep, like, if you kept holding things in and then all of a sudden, like, five things later that you're bothered by, you're like, well, I just don't like this person. It's like, well, this person doesn't even know like what to change or what to do or like how they hurt you like i don't care if it was five years ago ten years ago hey you hurt me here and i still remember it it's still significant to me and i'd be like ah fuck like then i have the right to like either maybe try to find like in myself like why that was happening or apologize 
you know like and i think that that takes a lot of growth and a lot of like our relationship is so like so deep now because we have this sense of like honesty and like and like you did your internal work and like i did my internal work and like now we're here and we can both be like brutally honest and it's like cool you know and 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 the internal work is like continuous i just called you the other day like yo <laughs> yo <laughs> <laughs> well I, I feel like uh a part of a part of what's so important is like the forgiveness that i've had like because i remember calling you and be like hey like i tried you know because I, I turned into a fighter a little mm-hmm. bit like i just wanted to fucking fight for a little mm-hmm. bit like don't do that that's wrong I, I didn't that's not what i meant i feel like you disrespected me here and it was mm-hmm. just like that wasn't right and it wasn't me but it it was what i had to try at that time because like i was finding who i was finding i was finding a voice you know and like there were times where it didn't come out right or i didn't say the right things and like being able to apologize about that and to be understood that it's like hey like you're welcome to try to be whoever you want to be yeah and it's like i mean you're got you gotta you gotta make mistake like you gotta try different shit Mm. i mean that's Really, the first step in finding the right thing for you is just trying something else. doesn't matter what it is. Like I went from quiet to loud. It's like I didn't care what came out. It's yeah. like just something. And then you'll figure it out later. And your friends and your family will forgive. Yeah. As long as you're like aware in self-awareness and you like maybe apologize for some mistakes, you understand you made them without someone bringing it to your attention. Yeah. Hey, it just doesn't feel right. And then all of a sudden, like that forgiveness, I was like, wait, you know, your family is like there. Yeah. You know, you have, you have people like around. Yeah. That like you literally couldn't do anything to like, you know, make not support you. It's cool. Well, I imagine not having that. And that's crazy because yeah. I have friends, but it's not the same yeah the unconditional like love like that's pretty you know and i i think a lot of people just like you said earlier like revisiting the like siblings thing like blood or not man like some of my friends are like my family like and my family are like you know closer than a lot of other people's families like but at the same time, like, I also feel like a part of, like, what we all went through, like, caused us to, like, look out for one another, like, no, like, with no bounds. Yeah, a little more. Because we didn't have, average. like, you know, like, we didn't have anybody looking after us. So it was like, you know, me and Allie... 16 and 12 everyone's out of town we're getting 20 dollars at a time and we're surviving yeah thriving (laughs) like not thriving for what we knew but obviously she was partying and like all that so it's like but she was my mom yeah she was literally the one who looked after me and then when you got home like mom still wasn't present really so then it's like everybody is just looking and then jessica 
moving to California, like when she was 21, just graduated from college, found out I got in trouble in middle school and just moved out to take care of us. To like show us like how to like do homework and get good grades and like to mom us. Mm -hmm. That's like it's not sibling shit. That's like it's like a different connection shit. That's like mom shit or like, you know, like. Yeah, it's different. Like it's protective and like like I don't know, like you don't you genuinely don't want anything to happen to that person because you're scared something might. You know, but, and you were like always weird. Like I always tried to like be like sibling-ish with you, like go like be rough with you and like mean, and then you would just like get your feelings hurt. <laughs> you were like a different nature. Yeah, just I was a super lover. sensitive. Just a lover. <laughs> I, well, was, I was super so sensitive. Mean. <laughs> yeah. I was so mean. Yeah, I'm still like that. Yeah, and I'm not as mean. Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> no, I'm not mean. <laughs> I'm just like super... Like, I'm just super sensitive. I yeah. Don't know, I don't I know am too. what it is. It's. I think it's trauma response. You Sensitivity, pick one side like of the fence. crying easily. Yeah, like you pick one side of the fence. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw something about that the other day. And I'm pretty sure it's like, it's just like a like something inside yeah yeah but i I think there's a healthy balance like because you've got you've got a lot of strength too well of course you're a strong sensitive like you're just not desensitized i think there's a difference between being sensitive like overly sensitive or being desensitized and not giving a fuck yeah i think so the the thing the feeling that I hate the most is when you are when I'm emotionally blocked. Right? When I'm emotionally like stuck where mm-hmm. I can't feel very much cuz I feel so much so often. Mm-hmm. That I think that's what I mean by sensitive. I just feel a lot if you I feel it often. Mm-hmm. So when I notice it gets stuck and I can't feel very much that one trips me out and I don't like that. And a lot of times, like any display of emotion will get that ball rolling again to where I'm back to. Yeah, because you like didn't feel for like long enough and then you're like, oh, it's there. And it hits like a hammer. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a display of, of weakness or strength. I don't think that I think it's arbitrary. I don't think it matters. The way emotion displays itself, I don't think is important in yeah. the in the grand scheme of like strength or weakness it's just not a measurement that's why i never understood the argument of like if you're weak you cry if you're strong you don't it's like no i know some weak people who don't who don't cry and i know some very strong people who do and i know some strong people who don't i know some weak people who do yeah it's like not a measurement of yeah it really doesn't it really doesn't it's more of yeah like a measurement of like i don't know like your like your empathy yeah, if you get your feelings hurt. I don't think that really... Yeah, or like your... Yeah, a measure... I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah, it's definitely not a strength. And I I almost think it's a strength to be able to cry. Well, you lose the ability to feel emotion if you don't take care of the emotions that come as, they, yeah. as you feel yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. You push them far enough down and... It's like a... 
Oh, I'm strong. It's like, bro, you're damaged. No, you have a lot to catch up on. You're, yeah. Like this one's just at the bottom of the list. Like the things that are happening right in front of you are at the bottom of the list. Yeah. That's why. That's why you don't care. Yeah. It's like no, you just you have a long list of things to care about first. It's like start caring about them. About things. About anything. What's a good start? It's a very good start. Yeah. To understand that you care. Man, that's a tough step. Understanding that you care, promising yourself you'll you'll stick it out to the end, wanting a good life for yourself. Yeah. Those are hard things. Those are hard things. Because then you have responsibility. You have accountability. Honest, accountability. Those are big deals. You're gonna have hard conversations with people and yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you care. So much easier not to care. That was a really big problem for me for for a little bit. It's like once I was faced with the question of like why do I care so much? And it should I should I not care so much? And that's a real question. Right. In a, in the and it took some real considering. Um but I noticed how far I was ahead of things. And and like you said, kind of like a, a pretty ver- good version of our childhood is like, you know, after everything was said and done, then it, then it was kind of like noticed. Like, oh, wow, shit. And she was on one for a while. Yeah. You know, how did that happen? And it's like, Maybe I said something in front of, in front of some friends or whatever, and and the words hit, and I saw like you know people look at me like, oh wow, you know some shit, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So when I was faced with the question of like caring a lot, studying like, and I'm studying a lot of like, you know, mental health pursuit, how to inspire action, how to do these things, how to inspire action in yourself, how to take action, like. Why are you going so, like, why do you care so much and want to go so far? It's like, because now all of a sudden I have faith that, that later we'll, we'll all know why. Mm. I don't know why yet. Mm. And it's hard enough to maybe stop. And it's like, as long as I remember, like, we will all know why someday. It's like, wow, that makes me want to follow that. Yeah, path the path of, of like, lot. feeling and caring. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't care, what do you have? Like, do you care about yourself? Like, no. Then, what? like, what is this all for, then? <laughs> like. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, it's easier to make it about other people than it is to make it about yourself. 100%. easy to like do the ones who don't care show up for themselves and the people that they love every day that's just like i said earlier that to me is way harder than to not just not have you noticed the the people with abandonment issues are so quick to abandon themselves yeah and we've all been guilty of doing that for phases yeah i mean how else do you notice it it's like you once you stop abandoning yourself, man, people stop also. Like it's it's just it's just you to you. Yeah. 
And it's perspective too. Like I I don't do with the mentality of like they they left me. Mm-hmm. My friend left me or my you know, my boyfriend or a guy that didn't like me or whatever. Like a, a relationship abandoned me. That mentality to me is like Bitch, if you want to go, then go. I'll be right here. I'm still here doing me. Like the the like the the leaving the the victim mentality doesn't do well with me. The let it go. Let them go if they want to go, and don't call it words that like carry so much weight. It's a like it's. A, it, I don't know. It just I've never like, resonate. No. And I don't think I've ever abandoned anyone, but I've left situations that I needed to leave or people that I needed to leave. Right. Slap that word on it. And it's like, well, there goes your like motivation to like, I don't know, bounce back. Yeah. You're guilty as well. Yeah. If you, if you think like that. Yeah. Which, which. That's maybe my problem is I feel more guilty than I feel whatever the word is. And I feel like it's happened to me when I know I shouldn't feel really either. Yeah. Or like we just never had things. <laughs> never really left. It's just never started. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. I'm trying to protect myself less. Yeah. I didn't even notice that I was always so protected. I always protected myself so much. Yeah. Trying to just kind of... That's the opposite. Pick one side of the fence. Yeah. I mean, it seems natural. Yeah. I, I I think it's important to protect myself less. Yeah, because if you, I mean, I'm all about letting people in and like not not having that guard up until you show me once or twice. I say twice because I love giving people second chances. It's great. After that, bro, like I will protect the fuck out of myself once you show me your true colors. But more often than not, not protecting myself rewards me with some amazing people in my life that are like my family now. So I just like let you in, let my guard down, showed you everything, all the cards. And more often than not, they show you their cards too, and you can trust them with yours. Sometimes it's not how it works. You're like, oop, I'm such a fucking trusting person. And it hurts. It hurts. It's- but guess what? I'm going to keep on keeping on, keep on developing situations stories like fun good shit about myself and you still know the one that you knew whenever i cut you out and then you're done and that advancement like that person is never gonna you know me months ago a month ago you don't know me today but you still feel like you know me which is really weird for you <laughs> Not for Awkward. me. I'm keep on keeping on, keep on trusting. I probably made a new friend already that I just showed all my cards to again. 
that's the point of life. Like, what? What's the point of not being like not being trustworthy, trusting? I haven't met anyone with a similar story to me, really. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think you ever will. Well, maybe, maybe I'll meet an actor or something. <laughs> that seems likely, actually. True. That seems likely. Britney Spears or something. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't shave your head. Um, it's funny. I used the Britney Spears reference just the other day in in a podcast. Like I was talking about how I almost Britney Spears myself. Like I you was, almost I was, shaved I was, your head. I was done. You almost did. Wow. But did, have you posted that one yet? No, it's being. Wow. It's, it's up on the. It's up on the thing. How ironic. Um. This is scary. <laughs> um but the uh the idea that if everyone threw their problems in a pile you'd grab your yours back and run for the hills and i think that's what yeah i think that's what checks out showed me that's what made that true for me is like the fact like when i learned how to open up so did other people i mean just be completely playing off of what you said like they show their cards too and all of a sudden, mine, I'm, I'm a little happier with mine. And I think they feel the same about theirs. There's something yeah. human about that. Yeah. I don't think I've met anyone either with a similar story. But also no, nothing that you'd want to trade. Same, same concept as like, what, you want to change the past? That means you want to change you now? Yeah, do I, would I rather be you? No. Or would I rather be anyone else like than me? If if in five years I did nothing from right now to five years, like didn't catch myself on like, hey, get into fitness and like chill out on the fucking boozing and like, you know, like get your shit together, eat healthy. If I wasn't doing this shit right now, the internal like the work and the reflection, yeah, maybe I'd want to change my past, but that means I wouldn't want to be who i was like who i am in the future well I, I mean i love that that hell is inevitable if you don't do anything yeah like a 100 percent chance if you don't do anything it's like well let's start just do nothing guaranteed hell you want the quickest way to hate your life yeah don't do anything do for nothing. a while it's like you want a sliver of a chance do something. <laughs> Do something. It's not and, rocket science. And, and a chance versus not a chance is a really big difference. Yeah. And like once you notice that you have, and then once you see the light, you you know you have a chance. It's like, oh, baby. I get strapped yeah. the bootstraps. Like we're going. Yeah. One step at a time. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. That's probably yeah. that's, that's perfect on time. Yeah, this is great. I know you're getting tired as well. Um, but the, the, I yeah. seriously, it's one of my favorite podcasts yet. This is awesome. You're definitely coming back, and you're really good at it. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, like you're as long as I don't look at the camera, <laughs> we're good. You just look. At Can't me. look at it in the eye. <laughs> well, that's. That's my favorite. That's why I like this, yeah. right? Because, like, as I look in the camera, like I'll remind, hey. I'll remind people later on. Now that like I, I know what I know. It's just like, hey, just talk to me. You know, 
Yeah. Talk, just talk to me. Like, I forgot. You know, you forget your recording. You forget that it's like. Yeah, it's not for anyone else, really. Yeah. And you got a voice. You got a broadcasting voice. Yeah. You know, like it's. I've heard that. Not, People think I can sing. It's not quiet. You know? I'm like, you don't. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> you used to sing a lot. Oh. oh, okay, 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 okay. Remember when you met Miley Cyrus online? No. You don't remember? You told the whole family uh, that you met Hannah Montana and she wanted me to perform at one of her concerts. And that um, you were just chatting with her on like AIM or something. AIM! Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. AOL! Yeah, like AOL. AIM! Yep, yep, yep. The original instant messenger. And <laughs> um, she said, like, I just have to ask Billy. Right? Which <laughs> I, I think is her dad's <laughs> first name. Billy Ray. And you were like, why would she say Billy if it's not her? (laughs) See, I was on to her. I was smarter. Oh. Nope. Nope. Why would she say Billy if it wasn't her? You're like, this is proof that it's her. Guys, like, I'm talking to Hannah Montana right now. You really don't remember that. It was when you would listen to One in a Million all the time and try to sing it. With headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I think it was either that or Adele that I had headphones on that I couldn't hear myself. And I was watching the lyrics like on the computer screen. And then Jessica was filming me. I didn't know. Probably with her flip phone razor. She posted on Facebook. I think it's still. <laughs> think Thank it's God. Still yeah, we gotta find that. We actually have to find that. Yeah. And I, I got my my MacBook got stolen. The one with the photo booth that you absolutely ran through. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I Damn just, it. Gone. Damn it. But yeah, you got like a loud voice, and you like say it with your chest. Yeah. And you're like happy to elaborate, and yeah, like you really. Yeah, you're really like just fine over here. Thanks. And I've now I enjoyed it. Now having like a handful of guests. Yeah. Like definitely notice that. Yeah. Maybe it's just in the in the family to want to do stuff like this. I think it'll be cool to revisit and like continue to do these as our phases of life like develop. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really sick to sit Mm -hmm. back down. I'm really excited for the family podcast. I hope it happens. It's gotta happen. I really gonna make it happen. Yeah, I'm down. I think it'd be. I, I don't know. If we're all gonna so work. Easy. Yeah, we need a bench. We need a couch. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll figure out like a table situation, and I'll be able to get more cameras. Yeah. And really do like a a production. Up, uh, yeah. You know, have a camera on everyone's face, and yeah. have a way to get it to get it so each person that's talking, it's on their face. You know, sick. You know, get that get that whole vibe going. Let's do it. Yeah, because that's in April. Because April, I talked to Allie about it. June. She's getting married in June. April. She's getting married in. Josh is getting married in June. April twenty ninth. Holy shit! Allie's getting married in like two months. Yes. Josh is getting married. (laughs) Josh is getting married in In June. June 9th. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Couple weeks. I had to back out. Ali asked me to marry them, you know, like stand on stage and be, be the ordained minister. Yes. But I, I am likely to be getting back from Japan like day of the wedding. Yeah, no. So I won't do it. Okay. But uh, there goes uh, two hours and 53 minutes. Nice. Wow. Thank you. That was long. Thank you very much.